Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music, talk, inspiration, in perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM 97.3. October 21. This is the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. Welcome to the biggest breakfast in town. My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Benadavle. This is 97.3 FM. We are broadcasting live on your dial. And if you're around the world, you are listening to us on citynewsroom.com. Money, oh, money, oh. 
a Friday. You can join us on 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973. Hashtag CityCBS. As usual, we'll be running till 10 a.m. And we start off with our business sense. to us by ADB. ADB has great news for workers. If your salary goes through their bank, this is for you. They've got the Payday Plus and that gives you access to about 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayments within 30 days. Your money hits your account the same day. If you're interested in this, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. And our business sense today is a very, very simple but effective one. Like poignant. And it comes from Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte says, a leader is a dealer in hope. A leader is a dealer in hope in hope so if you lead people that's who you are you're supposed to give them hope assurance and the belief that things will definitely turn better as we wrap up the week let's look back on what has happened and prepare to do things better let's give hope to our teams because that's who leaders are leaders are dealers in hope and that's our business sense brought to us by ADB. ADB truly a Greek and more. The newspaper review follows shortly. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The new super review is upon us now and is brought to us by Kel Chaco Toothpaste. Properly formulated and produced under strict hygienic conditions with all the necessary production protocols and it's been approved by the FDA. Now, what does it give you? Good fresh breath, whiter teeth, it will reduce dental plaque and make your gums healthy and strong. 
a quality product from Samara Company Limited. You can find that in all shops around you. Tell Chaco Toothpaste, happy smile. And these days we all need money. You need cash. That's why the Fidelity Bank Sikaboom promo is here. All you have to do is deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month during the promo period to qualify. And there's loads of cash to be won, including a grand prize of 100,000 CDs in the draw. So just get to your Fidelity Bank, deposit 300 CDs and multiples of it, and you're good to go. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. Now, Total Energy is also bringing us the newspaper review. And if you are not maintaining your car well, it will age. It's as simple as that. That's why you need to give your car loads and loads of uh, Total Quartz or Total Energy's Quartz Engine Oil. With age resistance technology, it will fight against mechanical wear by up to 74%, even under the most extreme of pressure and the most extreme temperatures. Choosing quartz from Total Energy is choosing the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and younger for longer. Let's get into what's uh, trending in terms of the papers and the portals. Let me say good morning to Caleb and Kokui. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Nathan. It is Friday. Good morning, Kokui. Yes, it's Friday. Yes, Caleb. It's Friday. Your fabric. You too. It's one of our fabrics. It's lovely. Yeah, you know we make clothes, and um, it's, it's been a while since I wore one. But yeah, oh, this, this I, for me, cool, batik tie dye, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I try it. You know, I need to try it. You should try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's uh, what's in the papers? Well, lands. Okay, mm. big headline on the front page of the Ghanaian Times this morning. Encroachment on government lands. The president vows to reclaim all state lands, right. including those begonning, be, belonging yeah. to UCC. That's the University of Cape Coast, right? Yeah. They're turning 60 this year. And, of course, the president is uh, the guest of honor there. So the Drabin MC nominee bribery case has been adjourned. Amid threats to Kilgallen Sayers, invade and destroy Desiree Forest Reserve. Now, this for, I said when you look at the pictures of wow. what's supposed to be a forest reserve, eh? almost marshmallow. Like <laughs> it, it just shows you the level of devastation, okay, because of Galamsia uh, um, activities. Also, Zoom Lion announces hundred thousand dollars support for kids sanitation, wow. environmental protection, and learning in schools. That's all on the front page of the Ghanaian Times. Now. This children's library that we've been talking about. Yes. The beautiful one that we've all been talking about. At the airport. Now, mind you, I drove past it yesterday. And I noticed, I said, ah, there's some... some Something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Something Something's happening. happening. Charlie? Finally. The, uh, finally, finally. On the back page of Ghanaian Times, yes. Snit hands over $3.2 million children's library awesome. to the Ghana Ooh. Library Authority. Yeah. Nice. Good news. Wonderful. Good, 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 good news. Wonderful. Finally. Finally. Anyway, Koki Daily Graphic is reporting. We will reclaim every state land, President mm. Kufuadu says. And um, Gridco secures $60 million ECOWAS bank loan to upgrade systems for pharmaceutical bodies resort to cash and carry and mixed bag of development in Cape Coast North. Constituents want jobs, portable 
water. Mm. Okay. The final front page. Local supply chain policy needed to mm. entice companies to invest in raw material production locally. Mm. Also, protect women in media from attacks and unfair scrutiny. This is coming from the second lady or the wife of the vice president, Samira Baumia. And the president is confident that policies will yield relief. This is coming from Eugene Ahin. And policies to restore Ghana's macroeconomic stability identified. And that's the IMF speaking. We're still waiting to know on this IMF deal. Mm. The Inquisitor crisis at Kokobo. Deputy Chief Executive resigns. They say they have details of the ugly fight between the between the Kokobo CEO, Joseph Boahi Edu, and Deputy CEO Ray Ankra. And then commentary. Daco Mensa and the story of the ugliest animal will carry the load. Hey. Yeah. The and new then we- finally, oh, pharmaceutical okay. industry goes cash and carry company. Uh, the new weekend crusading guide. The IMF and government talks yield good progress as city wobbles against dollar. Yesterday, we heard it. We hit 15. Mm. Right, Charlie. Economist implores government take drastic measures to halt city depreciation. Mahama rescues NDC orphan constituencies with 1.38 million Ghana CDs, and Zoom Lion announces $100,000 support for sanitation in schools. The Herald. Akufuado leaves NPP messy and unpopular in a shanty region. Roads minister announces Quabre Roads construction begins in two weeks. Otunfo rejects KK's upon nomination as Ofenso Hine insists he is not qualified. Community mining exposed at state-sponsored Galamse. Takwan Swahim residents threatened mayhem against promoters and Senate hands over children's library to Ghana Library Authority. And finally, medicine suppliers react to city fall and high inflation with cash and curry declares no credit policy for NHIA and others. On the Chronicle front page, I did not call the bluff of Quabre people, says the president. And Brits trust, trust. Now, Liz Trust, Liz Trust, sorry, the <laughs> former prime minister, of, now you can call her former, she resigned. Um, she says uh, she can no longer perform her duties mm. and that there's, you know, she... People just don't have faith in her leadership. Mm. So she is going to be a backbencher and somebody else will take up the leadership of the Conservative Party and then the premiership. So we wait to see who will be the next prime minister. Charlie, Hmm. British politics. Anyway, so she and her chancellor are gone. Yes. She and her chancellor are gone. Are gone. Are gone. Are gone. She and her chancellor are gone. Are gone. Are gone. Okay. Suicide is not an answer to economic hardship. This is coming from former President Mahama. And Hosea chapter 11 verse 12 is the scripture on the front page of the Chronicle. Ephraim has surrounded me with lies, Israel with deceit, and Judah is unruly against God even against the faithful Holy One. Mm-hmm. Republic Press. IMF gives Ghana hope. Napo chastises Kumasi Jonos for MPP woes in the Ashanti region. Nagraj rejects new GES boss. Supreme Court nominee wants Parliament to abolish death penalty. Sasha Water produces order members to shut down production over CD depreciation. Mm. Okay. All right. If you go online, citynewsroom.com says Guta calls off strike after goodwill from from uh, the government. So that's a bit of a positive mm-hmm. news for those who were affected mm-hmm. there. The president is in the eastern region. He'll be there for three days. He's on a tour. NLC directs UTAG members to call off strike in uh, immediately. So that's that. Harsh economy. Now this is a worrying story. Harsh economy. Huge debts force pharmaceutical groups to return to cash and carry. Mm. 
Remember this week we spoke to uh, somebody rep- somebody from the pharmaceutical space explaining to us what they were going through. And the IMF says, we've identified specific policies to restore macroeconomic stability in Ghana. So those are some of the stories on citynewsroom.com. Plus, 77% of Ghanaians believe the country is heading in wrong direction. That's mm-hmm. according to a survey that's been done. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, they also have the IMF story saying that they've identified policies that will help Ghana, uh, the Ghanaian economy, and government to maintain forex rates at ports to aid traders. That's according to the Deputy Trade Minister. If you go to myjoyonline.com, Guta suspends strike. The law is not subservient to the appointment of the new GS Director General. That's according to GNA COPS. An MPP uh, member is asking, why have we left the president to be talking anyhow? Oh. That's the person an MPP person is asking. And the World Bank president says, Ghana should have signed up for debt service suspension initiative. Mm. Plus, 14.50 CDs equals $1 as CD depreciation mm. continues. Mm. All right. Star FM, they also have a few stories. TDC staff declare strike. So, Government is telling uh, UTAG, not UTAG, uh, the traders, Guta, Guta, to end their strike. Think about it, if you if you move Guta around, yes, you get you UTAG, get UTAG and they're also on strike. UTAG so. are on strike. <laughs> TDC staff on strike as well. Akufado MPP's popularity critically low in Ashanti region, according to the NDC. Mm-hmm. On economic hardship, chamber of pharmacy others threaten cash and carry system. Mm. And next time you won't be lucky. Judge warns Kofi Kapito rescinds oh. bench warrant. And if you go to the BBC, they have trust exit sets off another Tory leadership race. So it looks like it's a lot of turmoil in the UK, sliding doors moment really as people go in and people go out. And there's a feature here titled A Rise and Fall of List Trust. But you know, the important thing to note is even with all these changes in leadership, the system still runs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you understand? Yeah. So, though there's no substantive prime minister right now, the system is still working and running, right? All right. Where okay. do you want to begin? You know, I'd like to begin with the finder and local supply chain policy. Because last night, as I lay in bed thinking about how little my money goes these days, um, I thought, okay, if I say I'm going to just patronize anything that's 100% locally produced mm-hmm. such that it you know, won't be affected by this depreciation and the forex rates, right? Mm-hmm. What could I purchase, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, almost everything is affected by yeah. this because even raw materials, materials are imported to produce things locally. Correct. Transportation, of, of course, fuel, it affects fuel. prices of locally produced, even locally grown produce. So mm-hmm. this local supply chain call, okay, so a businessman and marketing exec- executive is urging government to fashion out a policy that entices companies that import raw materials to invest in the production of raw materials in Ghana. Now, he gave an example of the Commander Sugar Factory, right? So he said if Ghana had gotten FMCGs who together import millions of dollars worth of sugar annually to be part of the establishment of the Commander Sugar Factory, the project would have been completed by now. With this, Ghana would have been self-sufficient in sugar production and we would have been exporting surpluses by now. Now, this is Mr. Kwame So Jr. Um, He wrote a letter to the Trade and Industry Minister recommending the development of an official local supply chain program for fast-moving consumer goods or FMCGs, as we call them. So the point is, what can we do locally to produce our own raw materials that will save us from importing them? Mm. Then hopefully those goods will be cheaper for us. Okay, That's in the finder. I I guess it's food for thought, something we should really think about 
The Herald, Akufuado leaves NPP messy and unpopular in Ashanti region. Now, President Anandadanko Akufuado has rounded up his four-day tour of the Ashanti region, leaving his new patriotic party in a very unpopular state in the hearts and minds of its stronghold with misguided statements and emotional outbursts, including remarks that uh, those speaking ill of him in the region will be embarrassed one after the other. Now, prominent elements in the NPP have since stepped forward, either begging for forgiveness on his behalf or attempting to rationalize his statement days after the tour which also witnessed the president being jeered and booed in a region that gave him uh, and his party massive support in 2020 elections. They include the chief executive of the APA Henry Kobnako Kofu, the minister for parliamentary affairs and the Roads Minister Kusiamakwata. But a political scientist, Jonathan Asantiotri, insists the president's Statement that threats to vote against the NPP in 2024 election does not frighten him will surely affect the party's electoral fortunes in the 2024 elections. Now, he is saying um, that the, the elders of the party must speak to the president behind the scenes on the need for him to be circumspect in his political, public political discourse so he does not cause more problems for the party going into the 2024 elections. Okay, let's go to the center spread of the Ghanaian Times this morning, where the president is talking about encroachment on government lands. Now, he stated that government is prepared to take the necessary steps in reclaiming all state lands, including University of Cape Coast lands that have been encroached by developers across the country. He explained that one-third of the UCC's legally acquired land, for instance, have been taken over by encroachers. He said this is unacceptable. Now, he was speaking at a derba held at the campus of the University of Cape Coast to climax the 60th anniversary celebration of the establishment of the university. He also inaugurated a number of facilities, namely the School of Graduate Studies, a six-story guest house, and the School of Medical Sciences Auditorium and adjoining facilities. Now, the anniversary is on the theme 60 Years of Quality Higher Education expanding the frontiers. The president said, I'm saddened by this state of affairs, especially because it's happening in Cape Coast of all places, the cradle of Ghana's education system. He therefore called on the chiefs and people of the area to ensure cessation of these unfortunate activities, saying we must begin to see the university not only as a national asset, an asset of the central region, but most importantly, an asset of the people of Cape Coast in particular. He touched on the current economic challenges, and he said graduates of UCC and Ghanaians in general should continue to be inspired by the patriotic and showed by members of the Aborigines Rights Protection Society, which was founded in Cape Coast, which ensured indigenous ownership of lands as they were threatened by European colonialists. So there we have it. Page number 13, pharmaceutical bodies resort to cash and carry. Elizabeth Nadu Edu wrote the story. She says, um, three major pharmaceutical groups have resolved to stop the supply of drugs and medication to all health facilities across the country and the National Health Insurance Authority on credit basis with immediate effect. The entities, Ghana National Chamber of Pharmacy, Pharmaceutical Manufacturers Association of Ghana, and the Pharmaceutical Importers and Wholesale Association of Ghana said henceforth all supplies would be on cash and carry basis until the turbulent economic condition stabilizes. They also urged the government to release as a matter of urgency all outstanding debts owed their members to prevent the shortage of um, products 
in the country. So story okay. breaks down payment terms, exchange rates, sustaining industry. More details on mm. page 13 of Daily Graphic. But the, the NHIA has responded. Mm. Okay, now it is assuring that it is working to address the concerns right. of the pharmaceutical sector resulting from production challenges because of the incre- because of increased costs of production. Now this story is on citynewsroom.com for those who are interested. Now speaking to City News, the spokesperson for the NHI, Berma Sapon, said the authority was still supporting the sector. Because of challenges of cost of production brought on by the city's depreciation, the Ghana National Chamber of Pharmacy, Pharmaceutical Importers and Wholesalers Association and the Pharmaceutical Manufacturers Association of Ghana say they have resorted to the cash and carry system. We wait to see how all of this will play out. But talking about um, groups not happy with how things are playing out in the economy, Packaged water producers are also mm. speaking. Okay, mm. now they say we'll shut down production if government doesn't deal with city depreciation. Mm. That's also on citynewsroom.com. So the National Association of Sachet and Packaged Water Producers has threatened to shut down production and distribution of water if the government fails to deal with the free fall of the city. The association asserts that the, the continuous increase in fuel prices and the high cost of electricity is having a dire impact on the businesses of its members as the cost of production keeps rising. Okay, let's take some good news. On the back page of the Ghanaian Times, SNET hands over $3.2 million children's library awesome. to the Ghana Library Authority. Awesome. So the library was initiated and constructed by the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, or SNET, to promote education and reading among children. Yesterday, it was handed over to the Ghana Library Authority. The facility is located at the airport residential area near Kawukudi Junction in Nima, and it was started in 2015 and yeah. was completed last year. The multi-purpose one-story library, equipped with modern technological equipment, to help the visually and hearing impaired to also use the facility is stocked with about 22,000 books. In addition to the physical library, SNIT also handed over a mobile library facility to the GLA. Now, speaking at the handing over ceremony witnessed by the board members of SNIT and officials of Ministry of Education and the GLA, as well as pupils from the schools of Kanda, the Director General of SNIT, Dr. John Ufreitenkrang, said SNIT had been involved in education over the years. He said they started the Students' Loan Scheme, which was later handed over to Student Loans Trust, and they also finance the construction of students' hostels and some community schools in some parts of the country. He indicated that the state of the art library facility is to help children to learn and discover themselves for the development of the country. He said, we believe that we need education, educated population yes. in order to get a good workforce. Yes. Therefore, SNIT this year launched supplementary readers developed in conjunction with the Ghanaian Education Service to build social security education to children at the younger age. He said the supplementary readers will help children to learn about social security and retirement planning. Now, the library, as we mentioned, has facilities for the visually and hearing impaired. Awesome. It has conference rooms, computer room, first aid room, no. and a media viewing room. I have to visit. The cost is about $3.9 million. Uh-huh. Again, we're quoting in dollars. So yes, let's, let's put it in CDs. Now, it's always That's 15. 15 times 3 is 45. So, mm-hmm. it's about 45 million Ghana CDs or more. Yeah. Okay, yep. about. Um, that was used to complete the project. Um... Okay, he said about 3.9 million was budgeted. Okay, but between 3.1 and 3.2 million dollars was used to complete the project. Nice. Now, Minister of Education, Dr. Iduchum, in a speech read on his behalf by the Director of Pre-Tertiary Education at the Ministry, Nana Balfourewa, said education remains a priority of the government, most importantly, pre-tertiary education. I so should take my nephews and nieces there this weekend. I know, weekend I need to take my nephews there too. Yeah. That's exciting. Now, on page 6 of the Inquisitor, to scarcity 
to hit next year. Oh. Vegetable farmers won. Koki, we need to start back, back. Uh, back house gardening or something. Backyard gardening. Backyard. Now the vegetable and tomato producers association has revealed that Ghana has um, Ghana spends not less than eight hundred million US dollars annually to import tomatoes from neighboring Burkina Faso. Mm-hmm. And the tomatoes <laughs> are nice too. The ones that come from there, they are firm, <laughs> firm, nice, juicy, yeah. The Burkina tomatoes are nice. The place and you're always reading stories. There's a word. Uh, Islamist yes, rebels are doing something. 800 million US dollars. Tomatoes. 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 Caleb. Tomatoes. Tomatoes that if you just go and sprinkle some in your backyard now to grow. The association added that this whopping amount is spent to bring in some 800 metric tons of the fruit per annum. According to the association, Ghana is likely to be hit by a scarcity of tomatoes next year because of the instability in neighboring Burkina Faso mm. and some weather patterns in that country. The association further noted that 90% of Ghana's tomato intake is from Burkina Faso. Yes, yeah, so hey. it's crazy. All right. Should we talk about mistrust in the UK and, and all of that? Yes, as we wrap it up, let's yeah. go to the UK. I mean, a few papers have this. I know the Chronicle did as well, but basically... Liz Truss resigned. Yes. Now, um, yeah, she gave a brief speech yesterday explaining that it's time for her to step down. Mm. Um, and it's, it, she's the shortest serving prime minister in the UK, 45 days. This is on page six of the Guardian Times. UK PM resigns after six weeks in office. Just a month and a half after taking office, British Prime Minister Liz Truss has announced her resignation as leader of the ruling Conservative Party and said a new party leader and prime minister will be selected next week. Mm. Thursday's development came after her new Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, rolled back virtually all of her economic agenda. So remember, Kwesi Kwarteng was the chancellor. He yes, resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Jeremy Hunt took over, and it looks like he came with something totally different. Mm. So Liz Truss said, listen. And some other people were resigning as well. And yeah. She realized she'd lost her grip, right? Um, her move, or his move, that's Jeremy Hunt, was supposed to be an impetus for growth, but it became Truss's declaration of political bankruptcy. Mm. Now, at the beginning of this month, at the Conservative Party's conference in Birmingham, Birmingham Liz Truss still attempted to rally the party around her controversial approach of boosting the UK's economy. She said she had three priorities for the economy. Economy, sorry. Growth, <laughs> growth, growth. But what was supposed to be a change from the tumultuous era of former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, a sense of chaos under trust unraveled at a pace that was almost unprecedented in British history. Mm. So, I mean, you can read more about this. It's all over the news. But the point right. is, she's 47. Um, spent 45 she, she spent 45 office. days in office. <laughs> but most importantly, she realizes that she, she just doesn't do have it. what it takes what right now to lead the so party and the country exiting. so she stepped down now they say Boris Johnson wants to come back oh. can you Boris imagine we'll, we'll, see. We'll, we'll see we'll see if he comes Shut anyway uh, mm. thank you Kokri thank you Caleb uh, we'll cut up later on the show that's a newspaper review uh, the city business news follows shortly don't go anywhere this is still the city breakfast show we'll be right back this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation <laughs> The City Business News is up next. Brought to us by Goyle. And Goyle is making things easy and convenient for everybody. These days, they accept Momo at their various service stations. Just visit any of their social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more info on the service stations where you can pay with Momo when you buy your fuel. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yeah, yeah, deal. 
And Access Bank is also bringing us the business news, and they are saying Dow Star 901 Star 11 Hash Now to get um, to be a part of the Access Payday Access Bank Payday Loan. Just Dow Star 901 Star 11 Hash and get your loan in 60 seconds. No documentation required, and then you are through. Maybe you have a pressing need, you need to handle it. You can get access to 40% of your net monthly salary before payday. Access Bank more than banking. Enterprise is also bringing us the city business news and they are on a constant lookout to make your life better. Now you can make your premium payments at any APSA or CBG branch near you even without you being a customer of these banks. So you need your policy number, a valid national ID and the amount you wish to pay. Enterprise is your advantage. And MTN is also bringing us the city business news. And if you are making that call and run out of airtime, don't worry. Just dial star 506 hash and get to borrow credit on MTN Extra Time. The conversations don't need to end. And you have to still enjoy the things you love on your favorite network, MTN. Michael Obodo is here. He's got the latest from the world of business. Hello there and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Gold Enterprise Life Advantage, Access Bank, Modern Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu, and let's go straight into our stories. And the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta, has suspended the closure of shops in Accra following a meeting with the President and the Garmanche. The group began the action on Wednesday to protest the continuous depreciation of the city against the dollar, a situation they say is negatively affecting their businesses. This left many customers stranded as they were not able to purchase goods from the market. Guta in a statement said the president during the meeting agrees to set up a working committee made up of the Ministry of Trade, National Security, Guta and Guta to swiftly come out with pragmatic measures to resolve their challenges. The group is therefore urging all of its members who participate in the closure of shops to reopen from today, Friday, October 21, as negotiations are ongoing for immediate solutions. Here's the president of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obing. Fellow traders, yesterday we had the opportunity to meet with the overlord of Gunstead, the Gamache himself, and he has promised to take our concerns and grievances to the authorities. Thereafter, we had the opportunity also to meet with the president. He has also giving all the assurances that he share our concerns and that the plight that we are in, he is even much aware of it and that they are doing everything that they should do to stabilize the economy. He says he is even worried that we have even closed our, uh, our shops to aggravate the situation. The dollar has not stabilized, it's still going up and it's scary. Even as I'm speaking, it's very scary. Let's go and open our shops so that we can um, trade, sell our goods and take care of our children. 
You heard that the president of the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta Dr. Joseph Obing. Away from that, the Development Bank Ghana DBG and the Ghana Chamber of Youth Entrepreneurs have signed a memorandum of understanding to support young entrepreneurs in the country. The move, according to both institutions, forms part of efforts to strengthen uh, the soft and hard skills of young entrepreneurs in order for them to stay competitive and improve their business operations. Here is the Deputy CEO of DBG, Michael Menzamba, highlighting the rationale behind the partnership. This particular partnership with the Ghana Chamber of Youth Entrepreneurship is one of the key partnerships we want to form because we believe that the youth are the future of the country. So by having this partnership, we will work with them to understand the needs of the youth. We, believe, we, don't, we don't know everything ourselves. So this, um, this partnership will enable us to learn from the chamber some of the challenges that are faced by the youth to enable us to provide the necessary capacity building geared towards the skills that the youth entrepreneurs need to enable them to be able to access DBG funding. That was the Deputy CEO of DBG, Development Bank Ghana, Michael Mensa. Let's now join Gideon Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic why patience is important in achieving financial independence. Impatience is a trait many investors share. While there are no secrets to investing, patience is one of the most important assets you will need. The average investor is easily spooked and often jumps in and out of the market based on the latest market scare. Such investors rely on emotion rather than intellect and investment knowledge to determine their investment strategy and behavior. Fear and anxiety are often the main drivers of impatience and cause investors to put their efforts into avoiding losses which they haven't even incurred yet rather than focusing on pursuing favorable returns. Seasoned investors know that patience pays off. Instead of trying to time the market, your goal as an investor should be to let your money work for you through patient investing. When you shift your focus from long-term objectives to short-term performance, the results are almost always negative. For example, when investors bail out of a declining equity market with the intention of reinvesting when it makes a comeback, their efforts to succeed are largely ineffective. At DataBank, we recommend you give your investments time and allow the power of compounding to work for you. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal, Enterprise Life Advantage, Access Bank, Modern Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obudu, your host. And you know, October is the customer service month. And here on City FM, 
we will be bringing you some key information on what you need to know to help you improve upon your whole customer service experience at your business, whether um, you are an owner, you are an owner of a business or you provide that uh, level of service for your company. And to help us digest the conversation proper is none other, none other but a colossus in that space, and that's Professor Abel Henson. He's the Pro Vice Chancellor for the Ghana Communications Technology University with over 24 years of experience in the customer service industry. Very few people can match up to that. And trust me, he has books to his credit in that space. And a lot of the content he'll be sharing with us will be from some of the books that he's put together. And I'm sure he can tell us where and how to get them to help all of us to improve upon our whole customer service experience in our customers in our businesses so you're welcome to the show prof it's good to have you as your city it's always a particular pleasure to collaborate with you on some of these thought pieces so i'm very happy to be here thank you thank you so much for making time to to be with us we knew you were out of the country and yes please i went to the famous rwanda also did a stand there as deputy vice chancellor mm. did a stint as acting vice chancellor and i'm now back as pro vice chancellor at uh, one of the few universities mandated by a charter to deliver information technology related courses mm. and the university is the ghana Communication Technology University. Fantastic. Yes, please. Fantastic. So now let's let's del delve into the conversation. Of course. Now I want to find out from you, who would you say a customer is? Okay. So, like you alluded to it, uh, quite a bit of my discussions today would be material are drawn, not just from my 25-year marketing sales customer experience background, but also from a book I co-authored entitled Customer Service Essentials, Lessons for Africa and Beyond. So in that book, we say that a customer is a client or a buyer or groups of people who receive goods, services, and ideas from a seller for an agreed-upon consideration, usually monetary. Now, this refers to external customers, but we also have what we call internal customers, who are the the co-workers you work with in order to configure solutions for these external customers. Mm. So customers can be classified as internal employees and then external to the organization. Now customers too can be further categorized into customers who are, for instance, business to consumer. So when you walk to the newly rebranded Melcom, for instance, mm. you'll be a, a consumer type. Then we have what you call business to business. So if you are going to buy an um, uh, aeroplane from Boeing, mm. then that will be B2B. Then we have B2G. So if you have government constituencies as customers, now, whether you're operating in B2C or B2G or B2B, there's a certain basic modicum of service excellence that's required mm. in order to keep a profitable relationship going. Because all said, people don't want pain points. They want pleasure when they deal with you. And in every single customer interaction, you have five to 10 seconds to deliver a first time positive and lasting impression. And those five to 10 seconds are referred to as moments of truth. In situations where you deliver absolute pleasure, it's called a moment of magic. When you terrorize and traumatize the customer, it's called a moment of misery. So in every moment of truth, you have two options either to create a moment of magic or a moment of misery. 
it's totally up to you. Wow. And so if we come to that realization as service providers across Africa, mm -hmm. then we'll know that every time we meet somebody, an usher meets a new convert in church. I walk into CTFM for the first time. I go to a supermarket for a first time. I walk into a bank for a first time. I walk into Enterprise Life for the first time. You have only five to ten seconds to amaze me. If you miss it, it's a moment of misery. When you excel, it's a moment of magic. Five to ten seconds. That's it. Now I'm even more worried because if it's just five to ten seconds, then it yeah. means that a lot of businesses are actually missing it. Oh, we are, we are failing repeatedly on a daily basis. And it's because sometimes we don't have the orientation regarding the brevity of the opportunity to amaze or traumatize the customer. But if that consciousness was rapidly developed, mm. then whether or not you are working at the Durban University of Technology or the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, you have only five to ten seconds. Now, here's where it becomes even more problematic. Mm. The interpretations I'm making are referred to brick and mortar exchanges when you walk in and meet me. Mm. Can you imagine it's a request via Facebook Messenger or Twitter Messenger? And because it's not a regular email, that request sits in Facebook Messenger for two weeks because nobody even checks. Mm. And, and that's one thing that, you know, I think in part three or four of this series, we talk about social media and customer service. I'll tell you something that blows my mind. So here's what it is. When you receive an email, sometimes you respond, maybe in a timely manner, maybe not. But I found by experience that when it comes to customer interactions, and the communication comes through a social media platform, mm -hmm. somehow we take an inordinately long time to respond. So it looks like the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram type platforms are only used to sort of showcase what we have. Mm. But we forget they are all two-way communication platforms. And what that means is that whilst we are advertising what we have, there should be a team that is consistently monitoring messages that may come through those platforms as well so that we respond in a timely manner mm. and sales opportunities don't get easily lost that's one key failing both anecdotally mm. and i found through consulting for several companies across the continent of africa we don't do too well when it comes to social media platforms and the messaging platforms they come along with so it is what it is. You know, it's quite interesting that you make reference to that point because uh, interesting on social media, for instance, if you go to the Facebook page of a business and yes. you want to send them a message, yes. traditionally Facebook will tell you on the average how long it takes for them to respond to your message. Absolutely. So if I come and I look and I see you respond on an average of 24 hours, you've already even put me on before I engage your brand. Absolutely. And, and the blessing or the curse of that is this same social media platform it's where service lapses can be severely punished. Mm. So, for instance, if you go and cross a big music star with seven and a half million Instagram followers, you've had it. I mean, like, one, one bad comment, one bad tweet, mm. one bad Instagram post can literally lose you millions of dollars revenue. True. So, we, we, we need to have, as part of 2023 planning, mm. in terms of customer strategy, customer service strategy, a conspicuous focus on how we leverage technology and social media as well to delight our customers. It should be a clear strategy we employ. And whilst we are at it, look, I think customer service, you also stop being seen as some residual issue 
that we get to only when marketing strategy is set, finance strategy is set, human capital strategy is set, operations is set. Then customers say, oh, what do you guys want? I mean, you, you'll be getting that, those your questionnaires. Uh, okay. So it's not front and center. Ironically, customer experience, customer service excellence is the central reason why customers stay loyal to us. Mm. They engage in repeat purchases. They recommend us to friends and family. And that's what keeps us profitable. How that is not a conspicuous focus it still beats my mind after 25 years. Interesting. Yes. Uh, it's also interesting now that the whole social media conversation is taking center stage, but we will save that for part four. Absolutely. When the, and we hope that the listeners would uh, keep their dials locked here on uh, every Friday as we bring them conversations on this particular topic. But let me take you back a bit. You know, you did say that um, the first five to ten seconds are crucial with engaging customers. Moments of truth. Then... <laughs> I'm concerned because usually the first people that customers will engage with when they come to a premise, for instance, is the security, security men, front desk executives, so bank tellers. Yes. So that means that we really have to. My brother. Go back to the they are, basics. They are the least educated, mm. least motivated, least paid. They, 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 they are the ones who are most not affected by anything. Oh, sorry. So, so here's what it is. Mm. It's even worse when they are third party providers. So they don't even work for you. There's just some company that has outsourced tellers to you, outsourced security men. So they have no indoctrination on what your service values are. They don't understand your service charter. You haven't told them the kind of service behaviors they require in order to live your corporate values. Mm. Meanwhile, they are the first point of interface. Mm. In fact, in service management, we call them boundary spanners. Because they span the circumference of the service circle. Mm. So the boundary spanners represent the highest likelihood, the highest propensity for your service to fail. And in service management, we say a service chain is only as strong as the weakest link. Wow. So where you have the highest chance of the service chain breaking, that's where you focus the resources, you train them, you equip them, you teach them your service mantra. You do monthly refreshers for them. Because when they fail, the chief executive has failed. Mm -hmm. And ironically, they are the ones who, who sometimes are the least motivated to even go the extra mile for you. Because when they are third-party providers, it's even more problematic. Because mm -hmm. they don't even work for you. I mean, <laughs> they came from a certain security company. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we need a clear program, sir, where we, we, we take... We take uh, cognizance of all these various type of, types of internal stakeholder audiences, align them with one service vision, empower them properly, and ensure that after we've made the service promises, we've equipped them adequately to deliver on those service promises. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So uh, I, I was going to ask that if they are types of customers, but I've already heard you mention internal and external customers. And then we also have those who are in the supply chain. Mm -hmm. So those who supply to us, vendors to us, they're also another type of customers okay. we need to carefully manage because they also make a critical input into our final service delivery. Mm -hmm. So it's internal, external, and then those who are vendors to us or working as a supply chain framework. Yes. Okay. So now, obviously, since they are different type of customers, yes, their please. needs will vary. Absolutely. So help us understand what are the basic ones of external customers? Fantastic, fantastic. So um, before I get to 
the basic ones of uh, external customers. Let me tell you some questions you must pose to yourself. Hmm. Whether you are a Makola business or you work at, uh, is it Airport City? Is there something like Airport City around here? Yeah. Yeah, with very high rent per yes. square meter. Yes. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter where you are doing. Once you are in Africa and you are on this soil, <laughs> there are some things you need to concern yourself about when it comes to issues around customer experience, customer service, service excellence. The first question is, do you have products or services that match customer needs? I'll tell you why I'm asking that. Mm. Sometimes we get into this complacency where we assume that because a product X was working two years ago, it still works today. That's not correct. Wow. So we need to keep a constant tab on changing customer dynamics so that when their needs change, we alter or modify the product to suit those changing needs. The arrogance around, oh, this is what you always like. No, look, for instance, people are eating better nowadays. They don't eat certain types of, or they don't eat certain levels of sugar. I can't imagine for the life of me that as a restaurant, your offering is still the same menu for the last 10 years. That's a problem. People are not eating so many carbohydrates anymore. So I would think that at least there should be some low-carb option. Mm. For those who can consume banku in big quantities, mm. they want a salad. So, I mean, I'm just saying that yeah. you need to keep checking constantly whether your organization's products and services are still matching customer needs. Second question. Does the price of your product or service meet Customer expectations of value. How this question is important, you have no idea. Let me explain why. When it comes to customer service excellence, customers focus as much on value as they do on price. What does that mean? It means that you can have a product or service with a high price, but if the value customers perceive to have received from that product is higher than the price you're charging, they're still in what we call a positive customer net situation. So when they net out the price they paid for the device they are receiving, they are in a positive position. So even if your price is high and the value you deliver exceeds the price you've charged, you are an excellent service provider. Wow. Let's take the opposite situation. Your price is low. But the value I get is even lower than the price you've charged. You are making me very unhappy. So the issue is not nominal pricing alone. The wow. issue is always what is the trade-off between price and value. You see, every morning when you wake up, you must ask yourself, the value I give, the value I give. If the value you give is low, you can charge a low price. Customers will still be mad at you. Wow. But if the price is high and the value is higher, you are exciting your customers. So, so it means that... Value comes before price. Value is supposed to be the number one preoccupation of every forward-looking president, chief executive, minister of state, bishop and church founder, mm. lead pastor. That's your main job. What value am I delivering mm. in comparison to the price I'm charging? Look, let me take a church. You know a church, typically, you wouldn't talk about price, would you? No. You talk about offering types. No problem. Yeah. In the church situation, the tithes and the offerings, in marketing language, that would be the price. Mm. So, for instance, if I'm giving you a healthy $10,000 a month in tithes, mm. I expect the chair in the church to, to, to not be creaking cr 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 <laughs> and be wobbly. 
I, I don't want the church to give me back problems. I, I mean, the church will have high economic quality mm. because my tithes and my offerings are decent. So even or suffer, you must keep an eye on value. Wow. Absolutely. I remember one time I walked into KICC in London several years ago. Pastor Bimbo was alive at the time. She was ministering at a women's conference. I went with a friend of mine called Rabiatu, who used to work at Enterprise Life. I met her in East London and we went together. When I entered the auditorium, my goodness, I saw the carpet in the light. Oh, I was very happy to be in the church wow. because the, 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 the stage was excellent. Mm. So you need to keep your eye on value. Mm. So pricing matters, but make sure value always exceeds price if you are going to be a customer service champion. Question number three. Does your organization offer efficient and reliable order request fulfillment? Which means that from when I ask for the product to when you deliver it to me, how easy is it? My brother, you live in Ghana with me. Sometimes the hassle you go through, my goodness, mm. especially when it's things around online purchases and online communication, you have your money. Now let me buy. It becomes a whole life and death issue. You call, you don't hear from the person. They say they'll respond. They don't respond. They say they'll revert. You don't hear from them. Mm. And if the buying process is such a high hustle, why should I buy from you? So making the process easy, making the, 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 the service easy to consume, the product easy to buy, is part of pushing for service excellence. Wow. So from order to fulfillment, from order to final purchase, you should map my customer journey in such a way that you take away all the pain points. Wow. The customer experience people have something they call emotional journey mapping. Where you map the emotions of the customer from the beginning to the end of the customer journey. And it's very important because in the scheme of things, if the emotions are not positive ones, I will not buy from you. Mm. I told you at the beginning. Yeah. Functional selling proposition, emotional selling proposition. So the emotional side should be world class. If you are going to have happy customers. Question number four. Oh, wow. Are the organization's employees professional? Are they professional? Are they thoroughly knowledgeable about the products or services? Are they friendly? Are they responsive to questions? My brother, mm. I've been doing research in the financial services space for about 15 to 20 years. I have colleagues at the University of Ghana and other places who have been doing work in the insurance sector, in pensions, in non-bank financial institutions, in banking. My brother, one of the biggest dislocations to today, when it comes to delivering service, especially in the financial services space, is knowledge to answer customer queries till today. It, it, it will blow your mind. I mean, Serious. if you like, call a bank today and tell the lady on the line, you want a mortgage finance product, and you've heard that they, they have some. Can she explain to you what the industry trends are and why you should buy from them? She will say, huh? What, what did you say? Mortgage what? What are you saying? Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, please, uh, let me call my branch manager. I'm not saying referring the call to somebody else who's more knowledgeable mm. is not a good idea. It's a good idea. But remember, I said you have 10 to 15 second mm. opportunities to make a first-time positive and lasting impression. So being knowledgeable, mm. not only about your own portfolio, okay. but also about competitor offerings, 
about industry trends. It's part of being a service champion. Wow. So professionalism is very important if we are going to push towards a Ghana and an Africa that is service-friendly and that leverages service for organizational excellence. Last two questions. How well do you keep customers informed on product usage, product updates, and service schedules? My brother, mm. this beautiful continent of Africa, one of the biggest challenges, again, to superior service delivery is lack of communication, lack of feedback. Wow. You check and check and check and check. It's almost as if service providers don't understand that. It's your job to come back to me. I shouldn't be calling you seven times on a single issue. No, because I'm spending money in the process. Yeah. But somehow, you hear things like, Sir, please, we'll call you back. Sir, you call me back when? 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 Uh, sir, please, uh, you know, the Irabna is not on seat. She's not on seat. Uh, that's another thing grandma I don't understand. She's not seated, but we lie, it's not on seat. I don't even know what that means. It's not on seat. So, so we'll call you back. Call me back when? I've said this time without number. In every customer meeting, three things must happen. What to do, who to do, when to do. What to do, who to do, when to do. No meeting should ever close without a sense of what to do. What, what are we doing? What are the deliverables? What, what, what do you expect from me? What do I expect from you? So the what to do is very important. Who to do? What are the responsibilities as a consequence of that interaction? Who should do what? Am I supposed to call you back? Should I come to your house? Am I supposed to send you further information? What to do, who to do, when to do? When should I do? Every relationship should be time-bound mm -hmm. if you really want to see service excellence. So that thing is very, very important to you. And we need to find a way of sorting it out somehow. The last question is, do you provide after-sales service? Sales management 101. The magic is never in the sale. The magic is always in the after-sale. Everybody knows that. If you want to be wealthy, you need to keep customers for 22 years, 27 years. I mean, CTFM, you say, we started with you 29 years ago. Mm -hmm. You are still a customer of the station. That's where the magic is. But it's only in maintaining good after-sales service and treating customers well that they keep buying from you over and over and over again. So let me deal quickly with basic things that customers want. One, a welcoming environment. They don't want to come to your premises that is very disheveled and totally disorganized. You know, in packaging, we have a saying that the buy level is the eye level. So people buy what they see. Mm -hmm. So if they come to you and your environment is not well kept, you don't have good chairs, you don't have good tables, please, we are not too happy with you. And if your employees are also not well turned out, wearing nice suit, wearing nice tie, we think that the way they look shabby, that's the way the service is. So we don't want to confuse the customers have mm -hmm. an issue. Welcoming environment, number one. Number two, knowledgeable staff. Shed a bit more light on the welcoming environment because okay. some people may just have tuned in. Listen, sure you can never achieve service excellence if you don't have a welcoming environment. And I'm speaking to... That's, that's a serious statement. Yeah. It's, it, it's not possible. Because, you see, small firm, big firm, middle firm... Look, my head pastor always says that if all you own in the world is half a room, make sure the place is well kept because you even think better when your environment works better. Wow. And it makes sense. Mm. I mean, you are, you are better stimulated mentally if you're in a place that is well kept. So it doesn't matter the size of the operation. Mm. Your preoccupation should be that the fiscal surroundings are correct, the employees look correct, they comport themselves well, 
And every time customers come, they feel acknowledged, they feel welcomed, they feel respected, they feel important. It's mm. part of a welcoming environment. Frontline employees, those boundary spanners I just spoke to, mm. they are always encouraged to smile, say hello. And this sets a tone for a certain convivial or good atmosphere. Mm. When you're on the helpline call center and I can't see you, you must radiate a certain contagious attitude of happiness, buoyancy. Look, if, if you are going to be a service champion, you must separate your personal problems <laughs> from the working. You can't carry your problems from home. <laughs> Even when the throttle meter annoys you. <laughs> you. You have to just keep it all in and believe God that you still give stupendous service because you, 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 you need to understand that when it's game time, you put on your game face. Mm. You, you, you can't afford to allow external stimuli to interfere with the quality of service you deliver day to day to day to day. Number two is knowledgeable staff. Prof, I'm still intrigued by this your point one. About the welcoming because environment. Because I was thinking the first thing customers will want is the product or the service. You'll be amazed. People can walk away from your service entity mm. if the environment gives them a negative impression of you and never buy from you again. Wow. You'll because in their mind they're thinking, mm. if this is how bad your kitchen looks, why should I buy the watch from you? I'm so gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. Mm. Oh, yes, because wow. the welcoming environment is part of the projection of what you represent. So if the environment is problematic, why should I do business with you? No, I won't. I won't. So, so in essence, you're saying that the experience we give customers should even be prioritized over the products or the service we're giving them? From the first point of contact, the customer should feel comfortable wanting to work with you. And by the way, you can extend this welcoming environment also to online formats. Mm. So your website should be, able, we should be able to navigate it easily. I shouldn't be searching it like a needle in a haystack trying to find where do I order. Mm. I will leave because I don't have time to spend seven minutes looking for where do I order. I'll be gone. Mm. So the welcoming environment relates not just to brick and mortar formats, mm. but even to online environments. They should also feel welcomed mm. and want to do business with you over and over and over again. And the people who are also elements or actors in that space should also be switched on and be able to make people feel welcomed so that they create a good initial interaction mm. so we can consume it with the purchase of the customer. Very, very important. Interesting. Yes. So point number one, basic things customers want is a welcoming, welcoming environment. Number two, knowledgeable staff. Hey. There's nothing more frustrating to a customer than dealing with an ill-trained service employee who lacks the knowledge or the initiative to solve problems they have. It totally ticks them off. No, no, it's not a good thing. Hmm. You see, because customers want knowledgeable and professional service reps with an efficient system at their disposal to resolve their issues. I was working with all my clients this morning and Somebody was asking about Prof. you know what, we, we understand all the things you're saying, but sometimes the systems go down. So this isn't, what do we do? Mm. And I said, well, here are some recommendations I'll make. I said, number one, typically when we discuss networking, we discuss it in relation to external people. Okay. If you want to meet your sales targets at CTFM, go and play golf, go to this church, hang out here, go for funerals. That's where the big people are. Mm. They are the decision makers who give you business. It, it's, it's an excellent formula. Okay. But if you want to deal with uh, system challenges and the rest, 
your networking capacity must extend to internal customers as well. Mm. Because when I was in advertising, I used to have a very good friend called Frank, Frank Amu, brilliant graphic designer. Sometimes the pressure on Frank is so high. I have to go and sit and chat with him and say, Frank, Charlie, you what's up? You good? You good? All right, cool. Mm. Tell him, Frank, I beg. And uh, that my thing I bring, you know, I know say a day or there. So what's up? When, when, when will you be ready? Oh, Charlie Bob. Charlie, okay, you know something. Tonight, I go buy you check, check from Adabraka. You know, the Glens area there. Mm. So make we stay. We can still to 10, 11 p.m. together graphic that, mm. that, that advert are because the client is waiting. Mm. So sometimes you have to go inwards and use internal relationships to sort out the technology challenge or oh. the operational challenge. And I say also that those who sit in middle level and system management roles mm. must also work to ensure that they take away some of these system issues mm. so that those who are lower don't have to face irate customers all the time who are blasting them because they can't get the service they need. So knowledgeable staff totally matters. And please, if you are well-trained employees with good, good back-end processing systems and you have a comprehensive customer service strategy, my brother, you do very, very well because not only will they excel, but because they are so knowledgeable, they will actually discover new opportunities as they interact with these various customer audiences. So more than just selling one type of product, just by gentle probing and a superb handling of the customers, mm -hmm. they can discover ways by which four other products can be sold. And it's so important we focus on this if we are going to reach customer service utopia. So number one, welcome your environment. Number two, knowledgeable staff. Number three, prompt communication. Mm -hmm. Prompt communication. Before you even go into it, I'm quite surprised that this whole customer service conversation now transcends beyond just customer service to a function of operations to human resources. Oh, very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you see, it's front and center. Hmm. And what that means is that from board chair to shop floor member, we must all be aligned with one common service vision. Hmm. That's the only way it's going to work. Because human capital has a role. If they don't employ the right people, self-excellence will just be uh, something we wish for. Mm. If finance doesn't provide the resources to acquire the requisite building blocks of a good, good customer experience system, it won't happen. If uh, marketing, for instance, and those in brand communications are going out to make service promises that we can't meet, mm. they're also compromising the service system. Wow. So actually, service excellence, customer experience is the fulcrum. It is the center it is the pivot of all organizational excellence. So everything sort of piggybacks off what you want to do, whether it's product management, HR management, technology management. So indeed, indeed, anywhere you see true service excellence, it's very possible the CEO themselves, they are customer service champions. Wow. The way I've seen really, mm. really uh, pronounced service excellence, the CEO and the senior management team, they already converted. Mm. That's what the Bible says in Psalm 133 or, the, or somewhere there that when the oil is flowing, it flows from the top of the priest's head through the beard onto the garments. So the top must be correct. Then when the oil is coming, it's correct oil. Otherwise, you can get into trouble. So it's very, very important that we have knowledgeable staff. <laughs> Prof just had to bring the scripture in there. We know he's a pastor too, so just so you know. <laughs> Interesting. So Prof, uh, basic things customers need to know. You've told us, number one, a welcoming environment, yes, knowledgeable sir. staff, yes. prompt communication, number three. Prompt communication. Now, what it is is that communication is very key to achieving exceptional customer care. It's, it's, it's not a negotiable matter. 
And prompt communication refers to both internal and external customer audiences because sometimes the internal blockages is actually the reason why we have customer service friction because you have a request, you send it to some department, they are not coming back. But you give the customer two hours to revert. It's been 10 hours. They're not coming back. Hmm. So prompt communication works internally and externally. And with external customers, what prompt communication does is that it makes it possible to build strong relationships with them. Because you understand their needs. They trust you. You, under, you, you build mutually beneficial relationships. And you have a very solid foundation for future business dealings. People always want to know what to do, who to do, when to do. Prompt communication is actually one of the key lifelines to superior service delivery. Number four is after-sales service. I think I've alluded to that already, that the magic is never in the sale. It's always in the after-sale. Mm. Then the next one is proactive problem-solving, not reactive, proactive problem-solving. Because... Addressing customer complaints and problems expeditiously is critical for delivering superior customer experiences. Prompt, prompt, prompt. Mm. And service failures are bound to occur one time or the other. But when we put mechanisms in place to solve or prevent future occurrence of such failures, it gives the understanding to the customer that we are customer-oriented and we are interested in addressing their issues. So when these proactive problem-solving mechanisms are in place, service businesses are happy with that, customer dissatisfaction goes down, and eventually we learn to delight our customers. So those are some of the things that external customers want. Yes. Interesting. If you just tuned in, this is the City Business Edition here on 97.3 CTFM, and it's been fantastic conversations with the Pro Vice Chancellor for Ghana Communications Technology University, none other than Professor Ebo Henson, the go-to person when it comes to anything customer service because he knows his stuff. Prof, we are out of time, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but tell us about the book, the title again, and where can people get it? So the book is called Customer Service Essentials, Lessons for Africa and Beyond. It's published by Information Aid Publishing in the U.S. So you can go online and get a copy for, I think, 19 or $20. Oh, I see. And trust me, it will totally change your, 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 your life. The name again, Prof. Customer Service Essentials, Lessons for Africa and Beyond. Wow. Yes, Fantastic. Sir. Yes, so sir. if you want a copy of Prof's book, please do all to... I'm sure you should find it on Amazon. And yes, on Amazon. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, to, yes, uh, yes. Ch check it and get a copy. Well, but we are out of time, unfortunately. This I've really enjoyed every bit of this. I'm surprised that this has run past. It's my pleasure, a, sir. A, a flash. But it's then pleasure, a quick sir. recap of basic things customers want. Welcoming environment, knowledgeable staff, prompt communication, after-sales service, and proactive problem solving. If you just tuned in, I hope you were able to take note of these things, these pointers. Next week, we'll come back and bring you more information on this. Please have your notebooks and your pens on standby because there's so much. This is literally an information overload because Prof has so much information on the customer service industry that I believe are very critical and everybody that runs a business or works in a business should um, have. So that'll be all for today's edition of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 CTFM. My name is Michael Obudu. Let's connect on Twitter at M Obudu. Catch you same time next week. Please don't miss out. Stay safe, stay informed, and bye bye. For you, and no one for me. But I have to
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Benjamin Inketia here with the Friday edition of Kickoff. In the headlines, Black Stars head coach Otoado expected to name provisional squad for the Qatar 2022 World Cup today. Chelsea take on Man United in the top liner of the weekend in the EPL and in the NBA. There were wins for the Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> To the details now, and the Ghana Football Association has scheduled Friday today, uh, October 21, and Sunday, October 23, 2022, as National Days of Prayer and Fasting for Muslims and Christians, respectively. Now, according to a statement from uh, Ghana Football's governing body, these activities are aimed at courting public support for the Black Stars ahead of the World Cup in Qatar. The general public is encouraged to wear jerseys of the senior national team on Rep Your Ghana Jersey Day. The pre-World Cup activities will end on Sunday, October 29, 2022, where together with the Professional Footballers Association of Ghana, the GFA will organize a national team day. Meanwhile, head coach Otoado is expected to name his professional squad for the Qatar 2022 World Cup later today. The squad is expected to range from 35 to 55 players. Let's move on to some other stuff in Black Meteor's head coach Ibrahim Tanko believes the local players of the team will play a key part in the under-23 AFCON qualifiers. Ghana's under-23 side will face Mozambique on Sunday in the first leg of the AFCON qualifiers. Tanko is confident that after six weeks of intense training, the team is in good shape for the game. We want to see these guys, I mean, promoting from 17, 20 and 23 now. So we still have also from local black stars, we have Efriye, we have Dominic, we have Suraj. So in all, the team is intact, so we will go and do our best. We are young and, I mean, we have a quality players who can hold the ball. We have fast wingers who can, I mean, run into the spaces. So definitely we have all the ingredients from back to uh, striking force. Yeah, and as we said we have to get the team right and this is what we are doing. We are here with only the local players and I think um, we have believe in them because we are here six weeks with them. We saw the strength and the weakness so definitely we are going to have a very good um, team to start on Sunday. Since 2004, Ghanaians are waiting for the Olympics and this is an opportunity for us also to make a mark. So we are going with all the seriousness to try to qualify. Black Meteors head coach Ibrahim Tanko speaking there. Let's get to some other stuff. A new head coach of Accra Hearts of Oak, Slavko Matic, has set his sights on winning trophies with the club. The 46-year-old was unveiled as the club's new head coach on Wednesday as replacement for Samuel Buedu, who was sacked last month. Africa's big challenge, and I coming in very big club. Uh, we want to make a big success. We want to, to try to, to find 
the find a way to uh, to play good football and uh, to have uh, opportunity to give chance to younger players. Also, we want to take the trophies. And uh, as I say, Africa is big challenge. I coming a very big club for me from today is uh, the be- the best club of the world. I watch the game. Uh, I have information. I watch uh, some games on the CDs. Uh, what we must do? We must everything what what was from today uh, till today we should be better. Uh, we must work hard. We must have teamwork. We must work smart and. Uh, we must respect each other. Uh, they know also in which club they represent. And um, big club, big expectations. Slavko Maxic is a crowd Hearts of Folk's new head coach in a related story. Board chairman for Hearts of Folk, Togbe Afede the 14th, has thrown his support behind under fire board members Alhaji Braima Akambi and Vincent Soa Odote. The duo have recently come under increased pressure from fans, calling for them to step down from the club following the team's poor performances in the Beth Power Premier League and CAF competitions. I can say without any doubt, without any kind of contradiction, that the likes of Akambi and Honorable Odote are very rare. You know, sometimes we don't like in this country those who are forthright and those who speak the truth. Aja Akambi works with a passion that sometimes surprises me. We've been having difficulty, for example, implementing a program project. We had a professional in charge of supervising that place. Sometimes weeks and I don't know what is happening. We said Akambi, just help us. Make sure we finish Pokemon by the end of the year. Sometimes I call Akambi 6.30. He's on a Pokemon in the morning when many of those who are accusing him are fast asleep. When it comes to ensuring value for money, I've not seen anybody like Akambi and Rabo Dote. Accra Hearts of Folk board chairman Togbi Apede the 14th speaking there. Let's move on to some foreign stuff. It's match week 13 in the English Premier League. And there's Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool. That's our early kickoff game. There's Everton versus Crystal Palace. Manchester City will be up against Brighton and Hove Albion. And then there's Chelsea taking on Manchester United. That will be our top line on Sunday. Aston Villa take on Brentford. Leeds United take on Fulham. Southampton take on Arsenal. Wolves take on Leicester and Tottenham will be up against Newcastle United. Let's get to some other stuff. And Aston Villa are hunting for a new manager after Steven Gerrard was relieved of his duties following Thursday's 3-0 defeat at Fulham. Now, Gerrard leaves Villa tethering precariously above the relegation zone, having collected only nine points from 11 Premier League games this season. Now, Villa supporters were calling for Gerrard's head towards the end of the Thursday loss, singing... Steven Gerrard get out of our club, I quote, in the direction of the away dugouts. Though who might replace the 42-year-old at Villa Park? Mauricio Pochettino has been named as a possible replacement. So we'll see what happens at Aston Villa. Finally, uh, let's do some uh, more Premier League news. And Cristiano Ronaldo says the heat of the moment got to him in the incident that led to Man United dropping him for Saturday's game at Chelsea. The Portugal forward left Old Trafford before the end of Wednesday's 2-0 win over Tottenham, for which he was an unused substitute. I quote, I've always tried to set the example uh, for myself and for the youngsters that grow up in the team that I've represented, he wrote on his Instagram. That's not always possible. He added, sometimes the heat of the moment gets to the best of us. I, f- I just feel that I have to keep working hard in quarantine, support my teammates and be ready for everything um, in any given
given game. So uh, that's Ronaldo um, apologizing for the incident. Before we go some basketball, the Lakers lost to the Clippers and the Sixers also lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho, the small sports at citysportsonline.com. Facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Put some respect on it. Mm-hmm. You better check yourself. What else? It's 11. It's still the City Breakfast Show. Live on your down 97.3 FM. Remember, 
Earlier kickoff presented by Benjamin Inketia yeah. it was brought to us by the chair who asking if you have updated your records if not get to them and do so because the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions this is in the show branch near you and update your records get to them on WhatsApp on 0574-068958 or call them on 0302-208333 the chair who lets improve life some people enjoy coaching their football teams from the comfort of their couch. Some people love to visit the sweet-smelling perfume shops in France from their phones. Some people appreciate comedy shows that make happy tears roll down their cheeks. Selfline knows this, so they are making uh, happy places easy to find with their fast data. All you need to do is to top up more or get a Selfline device and experience countless uninterrupted hours of fun. You also qualify for a free voucher to Selfline partners like X and cheesy pizza, uh, doman foods, and body basics. Pick up up and get uh, top up or get a self line device today to enjoy all these goodies. Self line better together. What else? Now, over the last 20 years, Vesti has been educating ethical entrepreneurial leaders through high impact experiential education. Now, the university is now recognized as one of Africa's best with a bold vision to raise the bar for higher education on the continent. And Ashesi graduates are considered among the world's best and receive job offers. Start businesses or grad school within six months of graduation. And that's the university celebrating 20 years of impact and excellence. You can learn more about them. Visit ashesi.edu.gh. Remember, admissions are ongoing. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And in line with that, the Bank Hospital is organizing a free education and physical examination this October with 50% off mammogram and breast ultrasound scans. Every Wednesday and Thursday in the month of October, come to the Bank Hospital between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. for your breast screening. Um, the Bank Hospital is located at Block F6 Shippey Road, Cantonments, and they are near Nafti. For more info, call 0302-739-373 or email info at thebankhospital.com. Think pink, think early detection. Send us a message on 0549-986-996, 21st October 2022. It's a Friday. Few months to the end of the year. Baba got the Baba you be too much. Baby you get out of that thing, so yeah, the job don't power what I got. And that go sell and no no so never know what I want. My walk to the value of the shadow of deadness and me with that. Now cause I'm foolish and shame or say Yeah. No mama send me now a shot to one side. Like I said, it's a few months uh, to the end of the year. It's been a very, very tumultuous year on the uh, economy front. Uh, Guta, they've called off their strike. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, UTAG is being told to end their strike. Pharmaceutical companies, uh, the pharmaceutical groups say, look, if they... Um, if things don't change, they are resorting to cash and carry. Let's not forget, earlier this week, we spoke to um, uh, somebody from that space and they were just detailing or breaking down 
um, what the forex depreciation or the city's depreciation against the dollar and forex fluctuations, what those things are doing to the prices of medicines. So that's um, is, look, it's been a very, very hectic time. But with two months to go, look, if, if you are listening out there, I just want to ask a very simple question Do you think we'll even be able to afford food at Christmas? Do you think we'll be able to afford food at Christmas? With the way things are going, the dollar in the city are doing this tango that nobody seems to understand. Will we get food? Will we be able to buy rice? Assume, will we be able to even buy rice? Or all the things that you'd usually buy at Christmas? Frozen food, drinks, <laughs> confectionery. Will we be able to do all of that? Somebody who deals in these things, yes, you can send us a message on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. The way this tango between the city and the dollar is going, will you be able to even bring things? That is, if you are in that space. For those who are buying things, will you be able to buy? For those who even need inputs to produce things here, will you be able to do so? You know, during the Christmas. But the basic question is, do you think we'll be able to afford food? Do you think we'll be able to afford food at Christmas? Christmas is a few months away. And at every turn, the city and the dollar are doing this crazy dance. Nobody seems to understand. But a few birthday messages coming in. This one says, please wish my mother, Ramatu Saijima, a happy birthday from Bunmi. This one says, today is my birthday. Okay, David Vossa from Klagon, happy birthday to you. You are wishing yourself a happy birthday. Send your birthday messages on 0549-986-996. Yes, and remember that our birthday messages are brought to you by Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk. Now, as you're getting ready for Christmas, stock up on some Creamy Plus as well, okay? You can go to Less Farm Distributors if you want to buy in bulk. They are Medina Ridge Junction. You can call them on 0501-682522. You can also get it at Grace Has Found Us at Akuko Photo in Dansoman. 0245 one six two seven four seven is their number. Stock up for Christmas. Remember, you can use this in your tea, coffee, Gary Soakings, your mashke. It's a great complement to all of those meals and more. You can even jazz up your nightcap with the creamy taste of creamy plus. Now you can also get it at Goyle Shops, Bachana Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. So as we're talking about preparing for Christmas and what you can afford, Creamy Plus is out there. Get some, stock up, and enjoy your Christmas with Creamy Plus. And Richoko, your favorite cocoa beverage made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa, is back with the National Essay Competition. A total of 100,000 Ghana CDs in cash prizes is up for grabs to all junior high and upper primary pupils. Now, to participate, you have to write an essay describing five things you'd like to see to help improve access to basic education in Ghana. The essay should be not less than 750 words for junior high pupils and 600 words for upper primary pupils. You submit that along with empty packs of either Richoko 1 kilogram or 
or 500 gram or five packs of Richaco 20 gram. Then you complete your contact information and send it to selected vantage points across the country. The deadline for submission is 19th November and you can visit the Cadbury Richaco Facebook and Instagram pages for more information. So the, the question of the morning is, will, it, will we be able to afford food as the years, the end of the year is approaching? Will we be able to afford food? Will we be able to afford food? Charlie, even now, as a country or as a small unit in your own little space, do you think you'll be able to afford food? Will the food be even available for you to buy? Hmm. I think even currently, food affordability and availability is a challenge. Certain brands, I've noticed going to the shops that certain brands are a bit scarce. Um, so you, you end up looking at alternatives and the prices, of course, keep shooting up. But Charlie, yeah, I'm at Anchokoye in interest. Maybe we'll be eating plantain for the Christmas. Seriously, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's actually a concern. Um, that, you know, privately I've, I, I've been having that, hey, Charlie, if now it's it's difficult to find this milk or that sugar or this, or, you know, getting to the end of the year where the demand for these things go up, like you said, will they be available and how much will they cost? How much will they cost? That's the mm. big concern going into Christmas. And the, the way things are going, we really can't predict anything. Mm. Anything. Now, have you heard of the Africa Industrial Trade Show happening this November? It's a trade platform for indigenous and international companies across uh, multi-sectoral light and heavy industries. Now, the event presents an opportunity for you to participate uh, alongside multinational exhibitors. Market your brand and network with over 1,000 potential working clients, investors, and entrepreneurs. The Africa Industrial Trade Show will take place at the Tema Free Zones Enclave on the 2nd and 3rd of November this year from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. each day. You can visit AITS.events to register or reserve a booth. Call 55 for more inquiry. Now, in Norwich, new season is here. Malta Guinness invites you to watch and support the goodness in women's football with the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League. Follow every pass, tackle and goal as our ladies add some style to fuel your passion for football. Follow the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League on our social channels. Hashtag Malta Guinness WPL. Watch the matches live on Max TV Weekly. Send us a message on 0549-986-996. Send us a tweet on at City973, hashtag CityCBS. So, yeah, when you look at every, so the question of the morning still stands. Will we be able to afford food? Will you be able to afford food? Will food be even available? Maybe we should try and find out from the people at the Ministry of Food and Agriculture whether or not we'll have food to buy at the end of the year. You don't think we will? No, I'm just asking. It could be that, Charlie, maybe there, there, there could be scarcity, shortage. I don't know. So I'm just asking. So people can plan and prepare, Charlie. Because hmm. anything is possible. Plus, 
But what do we eat at Christmas, though? Mm-hmm. Lots of rice. A lot of yeah, people eat a lot of rice. A lot of rice. Christmas chicken has been popular. Rice, so rice and poultry. Um, so rice is livestock. Big. Yes. <laughs> okay. So rice, um, and we do know that a large quantity of that rice is imported. Okay. So that means it will be subject to the CD and dollar breakdowns that they've been doing. We import so, last night $391 million worth of rice. Good. So that, that's a lot of rice we import. Okay. And like rice is the main thing Christmas. You, yes. You you yeah. see a lot of that. Livestock. Livestock. Livestock, yeah. Okay. okay. So that's a lot also of protein. Imported. Tomatoes. Yes, to go with the with stew and soup. Yeah, we're and importing peppers. heavily. Mm-hmm. Because one, of the, yes, one mm-hmm. of the papers this morning mentioned that we were importing over eight hundred million. Over eight hundred million. But that's a bit worth. shocking, though, considering this year. Was, this year was pretty supposed to be pretty good for tomatoes. Uh, other reports that we did showed, like we had a bit of a glut in some mm-hmm. parts, um, but storage was an that's issue. That's the challenge. Storage Processing and was storage. an issue. So, uh, if okay, so let's do this. Your Christmas basket, what mm-hmm. normally goes into it? I guess that's where perhaps we can start from. Uh-huh. Okay. Your Christmas basket, what yes. normally, local and international, okay. <laughs> what goes into yours? Local, so I would rice. Say rice, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a local rice buyer. If I'm buying rice, because, you know, you Christmas... Have, has it been you available? Get, you, um, depending on the rice you're buying, yes. I mean the local rice? Yes. Has it been available? Yeah, the type I like would to it, get, would yes. the, did, Well, we need to find out whether if... We had the kind of push we had for local rice two years ago. Right, if they could supply. There would be supply. So rice yeah. is in your basket. Rice is in the basket. Okay. Um, plantain is, that's not really not an issue. That's generally in the basket. Oh, plantain is really expensive now. It is, oh, yeah. but it's been for a while. But it's still in the basket. Okay. Tomatoes, definitely. Um, and because, you know, with perishables, sometimes it's a bit tricky. So rice is imported. Tomatoes. Tomatoes are imported, imported from Gugina. We import that as well. Mm. Um your onions, you know, plantains that's are a big one. Plant- plantain is here, yes. Sugar. Onions, we are important quite a bit, I mean, aren't we? Mm, from onions. what we understand, I think. Quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so whole onions, quite, so we're importing onions. A whole lot. Quite a Definitely. bit. Then what else goes into your basket? Um, then um, the, the drinks. The dr- you see, <laughs> drinks, eh? Some, a lot are, are manufactured here, but... Materials used to manufacture, that's another the story. The sweetness. So some of the stuff, yeah, so it's like a mix, you know. Okay. So um, a lot, yeah, so there's a, there's a, a large imported part of there. And the sweet, sweets and treats okay, are yeah. generally, imported. I think, imported. And for protein? Protein, oh, that one, that one be local. How local? Well, chicken, chicken. Local? Fr- well, that's a fresh, how local? Do you, do you buy your chicken frozen or you buy your chicken live? They go and catch it and kill it. Point <laughs> no, and kill. I'm, I'm kind of in between. Le, let I'm me apologize to listeners. Please, these two people are middle class. Oh, no, no, no. They haven't mentioned the chicken. No. Point and kill. But sometimes you know, like these days, like Christmas, the guys put them in the cages at the market. So you go and choose which one you want. They'll kill it for you there. Yes, but you and I are not chicken and you and I are doing point and kill. They're not. Let's be real. They're not doing point you and, and I kill. Oh, doing point why, why do point and kill? What are you talking sure? about? Yes, point and you kill. You have time to do point and kill. Oh, yes. Corporate. Yes. Okay. So. Kokuikuli yes. wasenke. Okay. What's that? I'm called Rasta. Yeah, Koko. No. I'm called Rasta. What's that? I'm called Rasta. The one where. The one that's from his ears to here. All the hair is gone. That chicken has suffered in life. 
chicken has suffered in life. Rasta. That's where it is 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 going. That if we don't take that, we use rasta and care for Christmas. Okay, proto pork. I think we put a, a, a quite a bit of that as well. It's in our numbers. Pork even, even, well, that, well, you see, even if we that one year we buy it fresh. I mean, you see, even if you don't import. The things that, for example, that somebody who wears them, yes, and, yeah. those things, those it, components, those components have been affected. Hmm. So there's that. So but if, was it not earlier a few months ago when you and I were fighting here that pork prices were going up and we're yeah, upset the about that uh-huh. pork prices would be going up. Okay, fish imported partially. <laughs> so it's really? not when I said imported partially. <laughs> really? That fish we are imported partially. Okay, so so my, my understanding of the context of this conversation is. You are trying to identify Five, what we we'll um, buy here. Those that represent the industries exactly, and how things play out. Yes, mm. and I think if you take, of course the, in the broader context of the yes, depreciation and yeah, the if effects. If you take the fish industry mm-hmm. in the main, imported, it's about seventy to eighty percent imported. imported. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, things have gotten worse in that sector. Oh yes, because, of because people. You know, it's a very active or uh, um, retail and wholesale space for frozen fish, mm-hmm. especially if you go into the harbor areas yeah. where they have the, you know, the huge industry. Mm-hmm. And normally, if you want to check check the numbers at the at the central bank, um, the amount of money, money. people use in mm-hmm. importing some of these things. Uh, chicken is also um, making a, a good show there. But by and large, we are going to have a serious difficulty, you know, leading up to Christmas. Primarily because of the dollar. Primarily because of the mm-hmm. dollar. And, you know, the dollar has taken a very stubborn stance on the global level. Um, Ghana has suffered a great deal. So have some of the countries... Um, that supply us with these things with these things okay so they are suffering we are suffering so if they are suffering against the dollar and we are the lowest end you can imagine what will happen things get more expensive there and it gets even worse here and it takes more money to even get the dollar it means it's going to be very prohibitive if things stay the way they are now i would expect that there will be a quick and and an urgent um, way to look for alternative solutions. Because mm-hmm. if things stay the same, then it's, 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 it's not looking good. Okay, so all the things we mentioned, right? What are feasible local alternatives to the things we just mentioned that are largely important? Do we even have? We, we do have. But for Christmas, we, we do have. But we have not paid the proper attention. I mean, don't we have local chicken? We do, of course. We have the poultry industry uh-huh. local. Yes. yes, we do. But we haven't given it the right okay. attention. Sometimes it's on its knees. So if we don't get enough chicken at Christmas, we have given it the right attention. If you don't get enough chicken at Christmas, you what, have what protein are you going come to eat? And talk about oh, but we have done this and we have done that and we have you know. And when I hear these things, see, if you have done all you know to do. And these are the outcomes. It means that you just don't know how to do it. That's simple. If you say that we have done all we know to do, and yet the outcomes as we see 
do not measure up, then we have a big problem. I mean, poultry industry is suffering. The rice industry is also going to take a big hit. Unless something changes in the next couple of weeks, not months. <laughs> because we are we are we are we are just about ending October. Yeah. November, you are going to do rice cultivation? No. So if if nothing is going to change, how we are going to locate the rice millers, how we are going to push them, trigger some action there. Mm-hmm. Because more often than not, the farmer you know the rice chain is very interesting. You know, every every um, step along the way, you can lose your rice. Okay. Mm. Every step from the farm gate to the milling to the drying to the distribution it, 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 it's very sensitive. So, if the policy is not to safeguard this industry, then we are in trouble. Of all the things that we can do to come out of this, mm. I think we should choose the ones that are under our control. What is not under our control is the dollar. Mm. <laughs> that we can't influence. <laughs> that we can't. Yeah. But cultivating rice in this country, we cannot do. Mm. I mean... <laughs> it, it brings me to an interesting story on the front page of the finder from Kwame Sou who mm-hmm. talks about what he calls backward integration, yes. which was an interesting proposal. And he cites Commander Sugar Factory, for instance, as an example of something that could have benefited from his suggestion of what he calls okay. backward integration. I'm sure when we return, yeah. we will we'll, we'll get, get into in. that. Yeah. Yeah. But up next is Your Money. Your Money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Koku has uh, the segment for us this morning. I do. So it's Friday, which means I'll do a recap of some of the topics we discussed during the week. So remember, we talked about those of you planning your weddings. If you haven't already started procuring items, you're already late because, you know, we look at what's happening. Prices are going up astronomically everywhere. Um, wedding season is upon us. So please start putting your stuff together. Okay. Don't wait till the last minute. We also talked about retirement planning and why you can talk to an expert or you can do some simple calculations to figure out how much money you need to earn prior to retirement so that you can live comfortably when you do retire. Right. So those were a couple of the, the tips that we shared during the week. So, a word to the wise. Mm. That was your money. Your money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Unleashing the power of the radio. This is City 97.3. 
37. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. So sending your messages on 0549-986-996. Very interesting. <laughs> this song. This song came out, what, 2000 and something? Very early into the noughties. There's no pardon, Pazu's Rabordin. Wow. But a happy, happy birthday to our, two of our colleagues. Yes, two of our colleagues. Yes. Obed. Obed Asamoa. Yes. And Rodney, aka National Security. <laughs> Happy birthday to these two great gentlemen yeah, yeah. of the city family. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful Obed, birthday Obed to both Rodney. of you, Happy Obed birth- and Rodney. Happy birthday to yeah. you. Happy birthday to you. A few messages have uh, have come in. Let's let's go through them and then we can continue our conversation. Yeah. Francis says, I just love Ghana. Uh, as if we can afford to celebrate Christmas. I want City to play back last year's edition of CBS on the same topic. Okay. Christmas this year is postponed until further notice. This is James <laughs> and Amarion sent that message. James, really? So further notice. Uh-huh. Okay. Food will be in abundance, but the prices will go up and that will be difficult mm-hmm. for us to buy. Maybe prices for drinks will be a bit moderate because manufacturers will want to let go of drinks that have been in stock for a long time. Moreover, buyers should be careful when buying goods, especially the reduced to clear goods. Mm. Most of them might mm. be expired. True. Let's watch That's out. a good tip. Yeah, that is That's true. a really good tip. It's true. People Stop sitting on the yeah. shelves yeah. for a while. Check the expiration date. Um, on your non-perishables, right? Pa George in Amasama says, we choose rice because it stores far longer than our staple foods. We need to find ways of giving our foods a longer shelf life. Okay. Dear City Team, everything will go up whether locally produced or imported because the players in the local industry will adjust their prices because they also need to cushion themselves as they also go to the same market just like all of us. All right. Um, Albert in Abelengpe says, good work as always, City CBS team. With respect to the Ghanaian poultry industry or any commodity industry, for that matter in this country please find out the top 10 importers of poultry or any other products and you understand that those with the power and money to invest in our poultry or any other industry are the same ones at the top of the importation chain it has become easier and more profitable to just import than to improve those commodity industries here it's not sustainable Okay, Jacob the Uber driver says I'll be sending my car to the car owner because I can't buy fuel and spare parts are killing me I can't, I can't continue with uh, work and pay again or anymore. Hunger mood activated. Wow. TM in Community 22 says, This Christmas, dear, unless T and Kosiu. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Ohenia Japong sent that to my Community 2. Sami in Adenta New Legon says, Good morning, team. Yesterday I went to get boneless meat at Medina. Madame told me it's 50 cities, so I had my budget set. I got there and I was told it's 60 cities, but... But I told them, ah, it's 50 CDs. Oh, the guy told me, boss, the price changed just an hour ago. 
I handed him my 50 CDs and asked him to give me the one with bones. I got home and told my madam that I'm sure the guy made a mistake. Things are getting crazier by the day. Cement prices have also gone up by a whopping 12 Ghana CDs. Oh, yes. You know, I gave you free tip three oh, days yeah, ago. You said it three days ago. I gave you free tip three days ago. Cement prices were going. Hmm, but, but, but something has always intrigued me what? when it comes to um, industry and the link between industry and politics and policy. And again, uh, which makes it pretty exciting that Samir has spent the week with us because he knows a lot more about some of these things. Mm. <laughs> and if you navigate the continent, one thing I've noticed is that makes it a bit easier for some countries to make progress with, like what Kwame is always talking mm-hmm. about, local supply chain policies and the aggressiveness with which sometimes these countries chase things. So, for instance, if you go to Nigeria next door, not a perfect example, mm-hmm. I know, but for what I'm talking about, a lot of heavyweight industrialists are also very frontal politicians. They run for office. Mm. So they are governors, they are senators, whichever way they are, MPs. So once they are affected by something business-wise, they will find ways of raising it with governors. If you go to Kenya, for instance, Mm -hmm. some of the people who run equity and by that I mean Equity Bank and Co. That's one of the, <laughs> perhaps the biggest one we have on the continent. Uh, those who've run, they've ended up being politicians at the same time as being industrialists. You go to Tanzania, the same. You go to South Africa, the same. Okay. And it's not by proxy. They are there physically. You know, and we mean the proper movers and shakers of the economy. Historically, you look at our side and Mm. Our industrialists or big businessmen tend to want to be backroom players and want to move pieces on the table from the back. They normally you will normally not see them front line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that contribute perhaps to the because he who feels it knows it, yeah. right? Mm. So if you are at the table, perhaps you would be a bit more aggressive. I really haven't. You haven't taken note of that text um, before, but there will be cultural nuances that are maybe particular with with every country. You get me, mm. and um, you know the culture, the predominant culture in Ghana. I I am afraid should not even attempt this, I see. because what I would see with a Ghanaian businessman who gets into politics is that he will divert everything to his business anyway. Okay. Mm. This is the mm. attitude of, of the Ghanaian. So they should stay away. Mm. In the first place. <laughs> the, they should not even come around. Having said that, all the countries that you've mentioned have a vibrant local or if you like inward looking industries. Mm-hmm. Okay, the giants of the Nigerian um, economy are mostly people who work within the Yes, They are not into import and export. Mm-hmm. But come to Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think that our situation is a bit um, different from this. Yes. Because what makes people wealthy without any question in Ghana is that they import all the things we need 
mostly things that we can produce ourselves, but policy has not put pressure mm -hmm. on anybody to produce. Yesterday, Kokui showed me something. Mm. Okay, Nigeria has moved a step further to stop all the production, or not production, to stop all advertisements, yes. TV advertisement, radio advertisement, mm -hmm. from playing in traditional media in Nigeria if they were not produced in Nigeria. You know what that means? It means that if you are multinational, you want to play the game in Nigeria, you have come to. and produce your advert in Nigeria, not just that. Use, use Nigerian, Nigerian faces. Yes. Use Nigerian voices. We like our English like that. Mm -hmm. And they do. And you know what it means? It means it's putting people in the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we do that? You know, these are, they may look like not in the in the core, like peripheral, so, but these are the things that put people back into jobs. Can, do we have the muscle to do that? If you look at the size of that sector in Nigeria, huge. it's a huge decision. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because they realize it. It's a huge decision. Mm -hmm. It will keep millions of dollars. I'm saying that when it comes to protecting the country, Nigeria, they don't joke. And they don't care. The media, this media business that we do, have you noticed that any time you watch Super Sports and the Nigerians are coming, they have their own studio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they want to see their own people. Yeah, they don't want to see any other person. Yeah, they want you know, because something. there came a time that the EPL stopped us from using Africans to do their discussions. Remember back in the day, there were some old guys from South Africa yeah. when Thomas Mlambo um, and yeah. people used to host. Yeah. There were these elderly guys who were Brits who had moved to South Africa. South Africa. Uh, they Terry played, Payne, Terry Payne you Gary know. Bailey and Cole. They stopped everybody. They, their but policy was that we are producing the content. We want to, we want to control the commentary and the discussions. Yes. So... If you are picking the soccer, pick with our discussion. So now, where do we get the discussions from? England. England, yeah. Minus Nigeria. <laughs> they will do their own. <laughs> mm. Mm. The moment it gets to Nigeria, in the first place, you have to come and register your company there and get a Nigerian CEO to run it before they will allow you. And they are not there dishing, dashing, Frequencies to people, oh, you have to be a Nigerian. When we wanted to talk sports there, mm. <laughs> you know, this thing of uh, every uh, uh, um, foreign media yeah. account is giving a frequency. Not in Nigeria. No, they won't give you. When the BBC wanted to go to Nigeria, like they have 101.3, 101.3. Yeah, 101.3, yeah. I don't know if now they have been giving, but for the, for, for years they were not giving. So they were rebroadcasting on uh, Classic FM. Um, is it Classic FM? Classic FM or something like that. Like Joy used to do before. Yeah. Because you, you see, they, 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 they are very jealous of their homegrown policies. To be able to preserve the mm -hmm, local mm -hmm. economy. If you are being, what's the word? If you have to even be biased in favor <laughs> do of it. your citizens, do it. do it. 
But we want to be nice to everybody with no value. Here we are. Being protectionist has never hurt anyone. All the, all the countries that have made it were at one and still are very protectionist. Just be... Ah, but the people who say we should not be protectionist... <laughs> they, 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 they are. They are. Yeah. They are paying people... They are giving people extra money for going into farming. Not that they are buying their produce all. <laughs> They are giving them incentives so they stay in farming. But this is, flip it to this side. You talk about glads. People are cultivating tomatoes. And they are harvesting tomatoes. And the tomatoes get rotten. Mm -hmm. They get rotten because transit. Moving from farmhouse to the final consumer. It's a huge yeah. problem. Roots Storage. are horrible shape. You know? And, Alfred, when you put it, that's why I came with the middle class thing. <laughs> the moment you people talk about tomato, you in in your mind's eye, you are referring to the, 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 the tomato physical. But you know what is taking our money? Tomato paste. paste. Yeah. That's what is taking our dollar. Hmm. And I, I, I am telling you that me... I'm not even sure that thing called tomato paste, it has any tomato in it. Tiny <laughs> percentage. But if you have a tiny percentage of tomato with starch and, and all and kinds other of elements to preserve, and then it's also put in a tin, what are you eating? A very dangerous mix. I'm saying that we are just killing ourselves and we are smiling at everybody. We use the dollar to buy things that we have no business importing. And it's actually gotten worse because people think that it's an easier way mm-hmm. of making money. But if we can incentivize and keep pushing, because look, today, today, when they sit at table at the global, global level discussing world economy, they don't remember a so tom. <laughs> They don't remember that we are here. Now, the, even the descriptions, how they describe world economies, we don't even have a description anymore. Because when they talk about emerging economies, we are not there, poor crap, before. But if they are describing China, Brazil as emerging Imagine, economies, hey, you are going there. Like, <laughs> Come on! <laughs> we are not there. Because we don't take the boxes. The low-hanging fruits... The low-hanging fruits. We talk about just fruits and veggies. We have nothing to show. Except we have slogans. I mean, if slogans could whip up the numbers, it would have been a good oh, yeah. place. We have a slogan that we can generate a lot. We are pretty good at that. We are bringing the slogans. And you look at the dashboard, we don't have enough to show. If we had, look, anybody who has better figures should tell us if we have enough to show. We don't have enough to show. And it's getting embarrassing because we don't have enough to show for all the so-called efforts that we have put in. We still do not have enough to show. Just throwing nominal figures around. Oh, 10 years ago, we used to produce 10. Now we are producing 12. Really? Have you checked Mm -hmm. the population numbers? Have you checked the rural urban migration? 
Have you checked the new face of urbanization mm -hmm. and the demands? And the demands. Do you know what free SHS has done to the Ghanaian economy? Today, Hokui, sorry, do you use a house help? No. Try finding a house help. Th that's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. It's true. It's yeah. tough these Try days. Try looking for a house help. It's a problem. Everybody is in school. That is positive. You know what that means? It means that we can now formalize the domestic help agency. This is what it means. But who is doing that? Mm. Nobody. Oh. It's too hard. So if look, one day, no, later you there, you're an Accra boy, true and true. <laughs> From Accra Academy to University of Ghana to French right. to, <laughs> you know. One day I'll take you to the village, just one day, just mm. per Kokuitu. Mm. <laughs> I'll carry you, I won't go far, just Eastern region here. Oh, yeah. oh. So you can appreciate what oh. I'm talking about. Um, when we were in secondary school, yeah. we went... You did an excursion. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> we went, went on a hike. Sorry. Oh, even worse. We went on a hike. So <laughs> when, 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 a brief for... Ah, no, 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 Set up camp, hike around, and come oh, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. This time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 You've heard stories. Oh, people don't have water. People don't have water. But for those three days, we now had to wake up at dawn, find our own water to fetch, bath, Ooh. and then do our hikes. But can you play music? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. This notion that when you are in the village you don't have water, it's not true. No, you actually have water. You do. You do have water. I mean, back in the day, you wouldn't have pipe bone water, uh -huh. but they were not complaining. They, they didn't really yeah, mind. They were, they were chill. Because the water is there 24 7. And it's Just clean. Go to the riverside. And it's clean. In some too. places, you have what we call a bura, you know, the well. The well. Where, you know, before now, it became mechanized into the borehole, uh, borehole thing and all. You know, but what I'm saying is that the, the feature of water in the villages, except for a few villages, that naturally have water problems but mm. it's, it's not the main thing the main thing is the enterprise of farming and what value it gives them i was hoping that 2022 it would have gotten better but it's actually gotten worse it's gotten worse and one indicator is the attractiveness to the youth mm. because across board the youth they, they are looking for money and, and progress in life. So if being in the village does not promise any of these two, they will not they stay will, there. They will leave. And when they watch television, go on social media, 
the first thing that hits them is that that prosperity, that hope is in the big cities. Is in the big cities. So you find a lot of them sit in a vehicle, come to Accra, without knowing exactly what they are coming to do. Akin to some of our people traveling to Europe, not knowing exactly what to do. Why? Because through media, they actually believe yes. that it's more yes. prosperous. They've been sold a certain dream. Yes. Now, how can we stop this infl- thing from happening? Advice? Advise them not to go? No. Give them something that is more compelling, useful, mm. compelling of good value, and more sustainable. Mm. Doing stopgap projects, leap, <laughs> and give people money, you know, then give it some nice name, you know. We know by now that it's not sustainable. Nothing, and I repeat, nothing will beat farming and agriculture. Mm. Mm. Nothing, no matter the English we speak. Agriculture, farming, nothing. Fishing. So, are, we af- are we afraid to eat that which is, should we say, indigenous to us? Have we developed a preference, a taste preference for that which is foreign? And that's what the problem is. I'm, I'm going back to earlier this year, my first trip to Rwanda. This is my first trip mm-hmm. there, right? And everywhere we were, whatever we were given to eat, oh, small, small potatoes, little by it literally every meal had put it was you could predict what you were going to be served whether it's a buffet there'll be potatoes potatoes there's some some vegetable be maybe similar to you know leaves contumely that one too is in there then there's a particular way they they prepare their meat that's there i mean it was very very consistent what we were given but potatoes were like the main should we say starch component, carbohydrate component, and and rice to some degree. But potatoes, you will eat morning, <laughs> lunch, evening. there's potatoes. And because there's policy to back it. Okay, so the pro- they have a project on the Irish potato. Rwanda is the sixth largest producer of potatoes in Africa. Given the land size of the country, it's very significant. It's cultivated there. They, they, they've done a whole focus on crop intensification and it's one of six priority crops. Mm. But the fact is, you actually, you feel it. You, you experience it. When you go there, you eat it. Here, cassava. Let's say our tubers. Cassava. Yum. Coco yum. But when did we kind of shift to rice, this whole idea of foreign rice, imported rice, and if you're eating cassava it's looked at as or looked down I, I i don't understand but it works for them and whether you're a foreigner whether you're a local you're eating local mm. it's staying do you understand what what is it that we have to do to get to that point where we can actually grow and patronize that which is local and indigenous to us maybe it's a change of taste i don't know but should it be a deliberate forced change <laughs> yeah. of taste preference <laughs> well me i think it, so it, it, i, I think th- there's a there's a place for policy there's a place for backing at that level, a policy level, government level to say, this is what we are doing, right? And so, this is what we should eat. Yes, but you see, it doesn't end. There's just policy that will not only be like a dictate or a law, but it's backed by money and it's backed by all other things to make sure that farmers are capable of producing to meet our demands. I, I think Def- the difficulty, and 
stemming from what Samantha said, if you take a, a cursory look at most of the economies that we are competing with and most of the economies that we complain about or that we admire, mm-hmm. everything else stems from a Greek. Everything else stems from a Greek. Take the U.S. economy. Agric, massive. I'm looking at their numbers. What Agric's share of the overall U.S. economy basically is output of America's farms contributed what 134 billion dollars in 2020. Then 134 billion. Yeah, I'm looking at Agric because if you look at everything, so Agric food and related industries contributes one trillion. Related industries. If you separate them, if you keep Agric alone, it is 134. That is the growth. Let's look at France. Have you seen a farmer strike in France before? <laughs> <laughs> when French farmers go what on strike, heavy. look at Holland. When Dutch farmers go on strike, look at Canada. When farmers go on strike, it's major. Look at the UK. When farmers go on strike, media. You see, every uh, Brazil, when farmers go on strike, India, when farmers go on strike, China, farmers dare not go on strike, but if they were to go on strike, <laughs> problem, massive issues. If farmers went on strike in Ghana, mm-hmm. what would happen? Mm. You see, these economies, everything stems from a Greek. Everything. Base of it. But we have created a situation where a Greek is isolated. So all the other components, the food and related industries parts, has been left behind, which is where actually the money is. That would then stream down to the farmers for them to enjoy the sustainable living that Samens is talking about. It will come from the related industries mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. We've, we've given it a name in this town. It's called Planting for Food and Jobs. Linked to 1D1F. They do share numbers, but actually, have we seen enough over we six don't, years? We don't feel it. And it's the question I've always asked. Have we felt it over the six years, that leak from industry through to the farmer down there? So there's still a significant de-link of that. And if we do not get back to that point of understanding that we need to bulk up agric properly, and then everything else will flow from there to save this economy. We will die. Mm. We will die. <laughs> anyway, Bronyeba. Mm. It's scary. Mm. This Bronya thing is not scary. Because see, the, 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 the structure of the Christmas economy has been such that by this time, October, mid-October, goods for Christmas mm, should have been arriving. Okay? So by end October into first week November, people's goods will be at the Mm -hmm. port meant for Christmas. I'm not so sure if we are going to see that happen like we do. But if we ever saw that happening, it would then happen at the much higher cost again because of the dollar. Mm-hmm. I I saw something on um, social media about the forex rate 
um, which must have come from TV3. Mm. Um, and the post said that the dollar is now 15. 15, yeah, 15 I saw it on the TV3 yeah, yeah. something. I don't know, but I can confirm that. Yeah. But if, if, if that were the case, it, it still wouldn't be surprising because because of what we've seen in the last, even in the last That's, two months. Yeah. Okay. Now, if indeed we have a twi- uh, 15 CD to the dollar today, you think we can afford Christmas rice, which is important? <laughs> <laughs> because a year ago today, what was the dollar rate? It was around between 7 and seven 8. 7 and 8. And if, if we are seeing... Um, um, 14 CDs now. That is the 100% rise. 100% rise. Now, that's just the dollar. <laughs> How about the duties? Okay. Now between Which are also computed in dollars. Yes. Uh-huh. How about freight? And I'm not even talking about um, uh, computing freight. I'm talking about at the global level. The freight costs. Freight costs that have increased. Mm-hmm. In some cases, 100%. In some cases, 200%. In some cases, 300%. Wow. So, it's going to come to us very hard. And it's something that we should be prepared for. And all we are saying in this studio today is that you can talk to IMF all you can. But it still would not be sustainable and we are not saying don't talk to them mm-hmm. just talk to them but while the finance function of the government is dealing with the IMF what is the agric function doing <laughs> to be if like in a short term a stop gap uh, uh, um, solution and also medium to long term what are the new uh, policies because nobody should tell us that we started planting for food and job uh, five years ago and so it will save us from our mess. No, it won't unless something changes. And there's something that changes, no. Either we change the way we are doing things with agriculture or we change the human being who's driving the agri-function. Either we change the way we are doing things with agriculture. You know, I get scared when it comes to this agriculture. And either we change how we have done it because the outcomes, as we have seen, are not solving our problems. It means that it may be nice on paper, but something is just not matching up. So if the outcomes not solving our problems and we won't change the way we do it, we change maybe the we should change the human being that is leading the thing. It's as simple as that. It, it doesn't take an election to have an agreed minister. It's just an appointment. You, you understand? It's just an appointment. As for president, it will take another election. But a great minister can be taken away and another one can be brought in. Why not? <laughs> because a man tells you that we have done this, we have done that. Fair enough. And I'm not even doubting whether they have done or not. I mean, I'm not doubting. But what I can say is that if you have exhausted everything you have to do to let this agreed thing be a revolutionary action, then please, why don't you give way for somebody else to come and be the agreed minister and let's see what will happen. 
Thoughts and comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. Let's go to some of the comments that have come in. Okay. Today is also the day where we are saving food. Uh, yes. Oh, we're supposed yes. to be fasting. Yes, yeah, today we are fasting. Yeah. National today day is of the Muslim fast, I think. Fasting yeah. is the Christian Prayer. one, right? Yeah. For so the black stars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, we're well, we're speaking if, about food and agric. So, uh, if fasting says, and prayer their Greek function is looking for presidency. So, <laughs> uh, Leonard in Adenta <laughs> says, "Good morning, crew. I believe food prices in Accra." Yes. Uh, assuming, assuming. The Greek minister wants to be president, mm-hmm. and a Greek is the highest functioning ministry in this country. <laughs> Would there be a problem? No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That it's not for me. That the issue of the man wants to be president is one problem which we can deal with. But uh, where we are, mm. nothing will will will, <laughs> will give us the solution quicker than agriculture. Mm. So if there's a whipping that has to be done, it has to be done now. Mm. And this is not when you call them and advise them. Advice won't work. At this point, we've no, gone past no, no, advice. No, 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 no. If a person believes that um, I've been made a minister, and this is not particularly to religious, I agree. Everywhere from finance to... If a person thinks that being here, I'm entitled to it, because I'm a party, this I've done this for the party, and I, it's my entitlement. Or this is uh, this is a reward for. It's a reward for you know. This mentality is what accounts for a lot of the problems we are having. But if I know that one, I'm a professional, I have to deliver. If I don't deliver, not only will I lose my job as a minister, it will affect my reputation in the industry from where where I have come. Yeah. But if people think that well, nothing will happen because the president says he won't fire anybody, and mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm here, and and you know we'll keep lying to the president, telling him things for him to be happy and all that, then we are in trouble. Okay. Leonard in Adenta. Let's take his message. He says, I believe food prices in Accra are just outrageous, but people can can afford, if not all. Okay, Those in the villages are okay. I think if we consume what we produce, we can afford it. Uh, the heat in Accra is not relative to those in the rural areas. Okay, mm. When Ghanaians say they don't have money, that's when they celebrate Christmas proper, proper. Just monitor all the events and parties lined up. <laughs> they will be full and sold out. Ghanaians are either magicians or know how to do proper Packaging in quotes. That's Yao in airport. Okay. But let, just to say something, you know, I hear a lot of oh, some of these things are crossings. Mm-hmm. Oh, the past two days I've spoken to people who don't work in Accra. Okay. Who work in other parts of the country. <laughs> Look, the difficulty everywhere. is everywhere. Okay. The difficult yeah. and. Some of them might not even have the means. Okay, so there are levels to this. Mm-hmm. All right. James Courage in Bodrasi says, Are you suggesting the a Greek minister should be challenged? Or uh, maybe he means maybe changed. changed. I'm sure that's okay. what he wanted to say. Forget it. It won't happen, Samens. Okay, that's according to James. Can we just dedicate one region to be our agricultural hub? No. D- dedicate a financial city? <laughs> have a dedicated city for publishing, etc.? Can't we do that? Like how we have Tema. 
In fact, Nkrumah had so many enemies, and here we are today. We are our own enemies. That's Kwame Na, Bill Gates, and Tessano. Okay. Sometimes there's so much food in the interior of the country. I came from the central region this week. So much food. Why can't government simply have the military use their trucks to cart food from the north and mid-Ghana areas to bring the farm gate food to the urban areas so that food is sold, food is sold at farm gate prices in the urban areas? This will take away the TNT cost for food. It will reduce food inflation. But politicians won't do it because that doesn't allow them to award contracts to make 10% commission. We need extraordinary solutions. Well, the solution was proposed a month and a half ago by the agric minister and the president who told us they were sending, they were sending trucks to the food growing areas to mm. cut the food and to the center to reduce prices. What happened? Yeah. No military trucks. So no, yeah, they said they were going to send trucks. <laughs> no military trucks. But they said they were going to deal with the transportation <laughs> side of it. That's what they said a month and a half ago. Well, clearly. prices are up. Okay. Um, Reggie Tego in Northampton in the UK says, you guys are discussing a right topic about farmers. You know what? We haven't been domestic and local enough in helping farmers. Elsewhere, farmers are respected and dignified. Mm -hmm. They're the backbone of the economy with respect to agriculture. Here in the UK, farmers are provided with fuel and other necessary equipment at their farms. That helps to increase production. We must take agri seriously. The age of farming with cutlasses and hoes is long gone. Who was I talking to about this this morning? Well, I said I don't know any poor farmers in the U.S. Yeah, think, like I they are was, proper rich, I think respected. Was it Kweku David? Yes. Yeah, yes. maybe. Okay. Uh, Team City, it's simple. Guta is our problem and AGI has <laughs> failed us. The war never ends. Okay. Samans, I love what you're saying. You see how everyone in the studio was just listening? That's James Courage again from Bojasi. Don't stress yourself on Ghana's development agenda. We have a serious leadership failure. Quote, in those days, Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. Okay, he's quoting judges there. When there's leadership failure, people, including leaders, only do what seems right in their own eyes, not what is for the common good. Ghana is a NATO country, meaning no action, talk only. We talk while others implement. That's why other countries come for our development plans and implement them successfully. For, person, um, for most implementation we do is driven by a corrupt agenda for personal or political gain. We need to grow selfless leaders. However, I have little hope we can do that. That's his pastor engineer Theo Niokai. Uh, Samans, now getting a house help is easy. You only need a middleman who will go to the rural areas. You will pay for TNT and the middleman's commission. Then voila, you have a house help. We've done it like 10 times. This is even you have to pay them. There's a new economy. There's a new economy, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But also ten times a dose to do. The ones that you have that he now has a business <laughs> So very soon he'll become and he'll become the next yeah, yeah, person yeah. in the chain. So the middleman will bring agency. to him and then he will move. He'll also distribute. By January, dear, now dollar new do twenty five Ghana. Hmm. All right, Favor in Anya says, you see, this is the time our leaders have to come together, put politics aside, and take drastic measures and change the structure of the economy with long-term policies. Because I'm really scared. I don't know what the future holds. Mm. Okay, this transportation thing, you know, I mean, the farmers are working uh, day and night. Oh, yeah. But because there's no scaling up, you know, scaling up is a big thing. Mm. Um, and they are not scaling up because largely subsistence farming and we do not have banks that are interested in agriculture because the banks have taken money from markets that we don't know how they got their money. 
they have come to Ghana and invested here as banks. So they report back to their um, principals elsewhere and they have to show money. They mm. didn't come here to develop our country for us. Mm. <laughs> they are here to make their banks. own money. They can say whatever. They didn't come here to develop our country. They came here to look for money and they are getting money. Mm. Now our farmers are suffering. Agriculture is suffering. What do we do? We have to incentivize. And this incentivizing may come at a cost, physical cost mm -hmm. to us, but in the long term, we will make this country better off. I'm telling you, we will make this country better off. You talk about potatoes. Mm -hmm. And when we were kids, potatoes were grown everywhere mm -hmm. in Ghana. And Rwanda has made it, you know... Staple, Staple now. Oh, buy oh, small, small. You, 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 I mean, like you eat, it's you, you like it. You 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 like it. You get me? We Sometimes can't do it. Should it. Be that or we can export it exactly. with a deliberate effort. The same way somebody sat down and said cocoa is something we can mm -hmm. cash in on, and we did it as a country. Mm -hmm. There are so many options of things we can do, mm. which we have not. Maybe we've tried, and you know, but the the will to scale it up mm -hmm. is always a problem. You know, we're talking about transportation. You see, that's why I said I'll take you put to the village mm -hmm. and spend one day there. Yeah. You know, when we were when we were kids in the village, mm -hmm. something used to happen. And at that time, of course, as a kid, I couldn't situate it properly. We used to go into the farms, and this will not be, of course. I, to be honest, I didn't have a farm because I wasn't an indigenous of the of the village. Okay. You know, and um, we used to go to their farms. And when you go, banana um, cultivation people or the farmers who were into banana cultivation, they will call you and give you the banana to go and sell and bring the money. Now, sell where? You just bring it from the village, uh, sorry, the, the, farm. the farm to the roadside. Mm -hmm. And then you make like a small mountain. Put it there and then put uh, the banana leaves, cover it small because the market people from Accra they come to the village once a week to buy the banana. If you miss mm. the, the Thursday morning trip, that's it to take your thing there, banana no apro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody is going to buy a banana in the village because Obia will be on the food. <laughs> so, you can, I mean, this is the extreme example I'm giving that if they miss that transportation to Accra, that's it. So, you have, and it's still there it's today. Dead. Nothing has changed. Wow. People are harvesting no markets. Mm -hmm. They are harvesting no transportation. no transportation. And the reason is that some of them, because they haven't scaled up, the cost of transporting their, their produce actually doesn't make economic sense for them. So they expect that middlemen will come and buy. You see, in the cocoa sector, we solve that problem of the middleman thing by licensing people to go and buy. Mm -hmm. But everywhere else, anybody can go and buy. So, are we surprised that at the farm gate, 
product is X amount, when it gets to retail point is 10X. If you don't buy, perished. Because storage is also a problem. We have a lot to do as a nation. We need to solve some of these problems urgently. Let's do the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Don't go anywhere. Please take and stay. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show is above the noise. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Let's talk um, some global matters. Let's talk about the UN. Now, the 2022 UN United Nations Day is coming up shortly, October 24. October 24. For the lovers of social studies at that high level, and if you scale up matters of pulsa and international affairs, that kind of thing. October 24 is a very important day to them, or to us, I should say. Let me add that. So I've been joined by Dr. Ken Ahos, who is lecturer at the University of Ghana Center, uh, the Legon Center for International Affairs and Diplomacy. And I, that's where I went for my master's education. Doc, good morning. Welcome to the City yeah, Good morning. How Thank you, you for having me. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank great, you. Great, 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 great. So let's talk, let's talk about the United Nations. So for a lot of people, the only time they hear of the UN is in the news. Or maybe when the UN Secretary General says something or of that sort. But let's talk about the UN and how it has fared in the last seven decades since it's been in existence. 
Well, um, to talk about the UN is um, to talk about the world. Um, generally, we have different countries, different continents. We have different races, people um, of all kinds of jobs, aspirations, and goals. And when you have this uh, melange of people, uh, there is bound to be disagreements, uh, conflict, and all sorts of things. So the main concern of the UN has been how to manage relations between countries, uh, people in such a way that there will be a harmony. Uh, we had the League of Nations, um, which collapsed. Then eventually we have the UN security, we have the UN as we have it today. Its main purpose is uh, peace and security. Uh, but peace and security has mm. been uh, defined in a very large manner. And as you pointed out, people know of UN peacekeeping. People know when there is conflict somewhere, the UN is acting. But apart from the security issues, because peace is defined in a larger domain, um, the UN is involved in so many things. It's involved in the environment. It is involved in providing science um resources to our people is um involved in what engaging ngos involved in engaging researchers and all sorts of things and uh, particularly at this time of the world the world has become a globalized world whereby um no one is an island and the problems that we have today are problems that cannot be solved by one person on one country, no matter how powerful. I think this is why we have uh, solidarity, sustainability, and science. Um, while all that we need, we can do it together um, and sustain the globe, particularly thinking of people yet unborn, how we can develop, how we can live. Science is the way forward. And this is where it's very important for Ghana. It's like we still do our things the natural way, the traditional way, uh, the cultural way. But now we are moving gradually to a very scientific world. Great. Doc, can you elaborate a bit on Ghana's role at the UN? Yeah, um, Ghana's role from Kwame Nkrumah's time have been a very laudable one. Uh, Kwame Nkrumah used the UN as the platform uh, to portray the suffering that Africans and blacks were going through were all mostly colonized then. And also after slavery, uh, there was a lot of discrimination. So that was one uh, role that Kwame Nkrumah played. Besides that, when you listen to Ministry of Foreign Affairs, you think they are only working for Ghana. But what they have been doing actually is that most of the policies, most of the writers, most of the plans, the agenda, sometimes the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and sometimes by extension, the Legon Center for International Affairs are called upon to draw programs for the UN. Um, besides that peacekeeping, uh, if anyone mentions one, two, three countries that has worked towards peace through peacekeeping, uh, as far as the UN concerned, Ghana is one of them. We are not a very large nation. We are not militarily powerful, uh, but we act as a soft power in bringing about peace. Uh, okay. Besides that, we have produced very notable 
uh, human resource like uh, the late Kofi Annan. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go on and on and on and on. So Ghana has been at the very center of the UN. Thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, Doc is not alone. He's uh, with Kekeli Jekete, who's with LifeLink Ghana. Kekeli, welcome. Thank you. All right, let, let's talk about uh, Ghana. Um, Ghana's position on the UN Security Council and how Ghana is using that position mm-hmm. for for work at that at that level. Yes. So Ghana in 2021 was appointed with quite a, a large number of support with Gabon as the other African country okay. for the 2022-2023 term on the UN Security Council. Now as part of this we are in charge of protecting international peace and security, okay. seeing to it that um, wherever security crises arise wherever in the world we are able to stand up and assist. Mm-hmm. Now, naturally, the, the first one that comes to mind, as is happening right now, <laughs> is the Russia-Ukraine yeah. war. Uh, as our president so eloquently said at the UN General Assembly, every bullet, every shell is felt here. Now, as part of our job uh, um, with the Security Council, we mm-hmm. are looking more at negotiations, diplomacy, deliberations, seeing to it that... Um, the war, as much as possible, is resolved. And as much as we are part of the Security Council, of course, we are not a top-level player when it comes to the issues of the war. We are concerned more about the economic fallout mm-hmm. that comes with the war. But in the end, as a matter of globalization and international policy, it is still extremely important to us that uh, the war is resolved and whatever crisis they have is solved so we mm-hmm. can go back. So with the Security Council, we are looking more at deliberations and diplomacy. I see. Yes. Let's talk about um, UND. What will be happening in Ghana? How yes. are we... What's our own iteration of, of the UND? Yes. So I, sh- I should say, first of all, that UND is an annual thing. Every 24th October is UND. We have events slated every single year. Mm-hmm. This particular year, uh, our UND commences, as I said, on 24th October. So on the 24th of, to- of October, LifeLink Friendship Schools will be organizing a model United Nations conference. Okay. This would involve uh, students from junior high school and senior high school um, institutions, and they will be simulating a UN conference. So they'd be representing their countries uh, that have been assigned to them in their committees, their topics. They're discussing issues such as gender equality, food security, the use of renewable energy. And there is a security council that's actually discussing the Russia-Ukraine war. I see. So if you're interested in seeing all the young people and everything, please do all to come on Monday. Now, t- uh, tomorrow, the 22nd, yes, I should have started with the 22nd. Yeah. Tomorrow, the 22nd, there's a health walk starting from the State House to the Independence Square early in the morning, about 6 a.m., I believe. So if you're interested as well, if you want to see your representatives from the ministry from the United Nations, you can see them there. On the 24th, there's um, a photo exhibition from the 24th to the 28th of October. There's a photo exhibition at the ministry. So if you want to see, with with regards to the question you asked, our role in the UN, the things we've done, mm-hmm. there, there's quite a large gallery of photos I that see. we have okay. showing that. Now on the 25th, there will be a flag-raising ceremony at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration between, um, first, all the diplom- diplomats in the country would have to attend the UN agencies would also be attending. And that flag-raising ceremony would also entail a signing of um, a memorandum document between the UN office um, in Ghana and the Ministry of Ghana itself. And I believe it's for, I believe, $260 million, I think. I'm quite confident of that. So, yes, um, that is what we are looking at for the entire week. Um, Beyond the week as well, 
Once again, LifeLink will be organizing a tertiary model United Nations conference in November from the 17th to the 19th of November okay. at the Akai International Conference Center. So, yes, that and many other things are part of our activities for the year. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Doc, final words as we, as we wrap it up? Um, um, I think um, what's most important is that uh, Ghanaians should take seriously uh, the Sustainable Development Goals um, there are a lot of them. There are 17. I cannot call them all. Uh, but most importantly, uh, we are becoming an endangered species. I mean, human beings human are being. being threatened by our own activities. Uh, in Ghana, for example, haphazard disposal of waste. Um, illegal mining and all sorts of things that are ongoing um, are endangering our lives, those of us present now and unborn generations. And when you look at the SDG seven, so the 17 SDGs, they are interrelated. And the only way we can do this is all hands on the deck uh, so that we live in a manner that is sustainable so that the future um, our unborn generations or nation called Ghana, mm. people can have food and health and also live happily. Mm, great, you. great. Thank you so, so much. I've been speaking to Dr. Kenal Su. He is lecturer at the Legon Center for International Affairs and Diplomacy. And the senior research fellow there is true. He's a senior research fellow. I was, when did I go there? Two days ago. And I saw it written boldly on his office door. Senior research fellow. Great, Dr. Amos, thank you. And we also had Kekeli Jekete. He's with LifeLink Ghana. They've been talking about the 2022 celebration of the UND. It's happening on the 24th of October. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sending your thoughts and comments on the number 05 996 Now, the Business and Financial Times, in partnership with the MasterCard Foundation, uh, which is a strategic partner for the Youth Economic Forum, GCB Bank, title sponsor, Ghana Economic Forum, the Ministry of Finance, Bank of Ghana, Ministry of Trade and Industry, and KPMG as the exclusive knowledge partner. And all of these people are bringing you the 11th edition of the Ghana Economic Forum 2022. On the theme, Achieving Robust and Resilient Economy Through Technology, Finance, Investment, Trade, and Entrepreneurship, it's happening on the 24th, 25th, and 26th of October at the Kempinski Hotel Gold Coast in Accra at 9 a.m. every day. The keynote address will be delivered by His Excellency Nana Dankwe Kufadu, the President of the Republic of Ghana. Media partners, CDFM, TV3, YFM, Asasi Radio, ETV Ghana, and Happy FM. If you are interested, you can call 0209-457-427 or 0244-476-376. Or visit GhanaEconomicForum.com for further details. The Ghana Economic Forum is powered by the BNFT or the Business Financial Times with support from the MasterCard Foundation and GCB Bank sponsors Magdan Shipping, GRA Exim Bank, VRA, Bost, Jospon Group, Sethi Brothers, SIC Life, Ghana Link, Gersal and the Minerals Income Investment Fund. GEF 2022, Ghana First. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. That's right. Reality checking on that. Street lights, eh? Milk it. 
I was young, I used to dream of being rich. Having a lot of houses and cars, couldn't know which one was which. And finding me a chick and getting hitched. Living the fairy tale life, perfect without a ditch. You think that this would bring me happiness? If at the end of every rainbow there was a treasure chest, sometimes having more is really less. Take a look inside yourself, you realize you're really best. No matter how you're sad and blue. There's always someone who has it worse than you. Welcome back. This the City Breakfast Show is 939. Your thoughts and comments are welcome on the number 0549-986-996. So if I went on uh, the break, I was telling you about the Ghana Economic Forum. So the way it was happening and all of that. But let's get into a deeper conversation. So you can be more informed about the Ghana Economic Forum. And so I've been joined by Dr. Daniel Enim Prempe. He's a director of operations. He's director of operations, uh, research analyst uh, with the BNFT. And I also have... Uh, Dr. Uh, Godwin Akwe, who's CEO of BNFT, and I have Amos Ansa, who's Associate Director of KPMG, or he's uh, Associate Director at KPMG, let me put it that way. Gentlemen, uh, good morning, welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. morning. How are we doing? Fine. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Dr. Pempe, let me, let me start off with you. Uh, let's, let's talk about the Ghana Economic Forum. Uh, over the years, what's been the impact of the Ghana Economic Forum? I say that, you know, we, we have it very often, but so far, what's been its impact on us yeah. here in this uh, country? Thank you very much. Uh, just the immediate past, uh, last year, we had uh, GEF, and principally we discussed about how government could create uh, opportunities for the youth mm. right okay. after that, and uh, the views that were expressed were factored into the budget. It was uh, at GEF that the issues of youth start cropped out. Okay. Uh, we didn't use the where you start, of course, <laughs> but we advised government that something ought to be done uh, by way of creating opportunities for the youth, by engaging the youth and ensuring that the youth are empowered. Uh, we re- recognize that looking at the recent economic conditions and the high level of youth unemployment, if nothing is done, uh, it could be fatal for the economy going forward. So I think, they, of course, that the ministers were there, and right after that, that particular view was factored into the budget, and that is the reason which we had the youth start and an all its related program mm. focusing on the youth. So it has been very impactful. Uh, it is not just a... Uh, gathering people to, to make noise or to talk about <laughs> it, you know, because experts discuss issues that are eminent and critical for the development of this country. So that is one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Now, taking you back to uh, over the years, uh, the issues of the coming out with innovative mechanisms of ensuring that the business environment, you know, strive in a manner that they can increase productive capacity. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the issue of the uh, new substances, the advised government, of course, if they could handle that. And, of course, government responded by scrubbing the nuisance taxes. Uh, the issue of the investment uh, fund were developed. These were ideas that actually cropped up. In fact, even last year, as part of the discussions, government, uh, we, the speakers or the analysts that came advised government about our debt sustainability and the issues of ensuring that our debt levels are managed in the manner that we do not 
uh, suffocate the economy. And so most of the things that were actually discussed were things that uh, government actually is using to ensure that we really restore macroeconomic stability, uh, ensuring that we expand the economy, even though we're going through some challenges. And even as we speak, if you look at the theme for this year's uh, economic forum, we're looking at post-COVID, how do we build a resilient and robust economy, driving it through trade, entrepreneurship, and then investment and finance. So the GEF over the years has been very uh, important vehicle or platform uh, by ensuring that government is supported by way of building capacity, by way of coming up with creative and innovative ideas okay. uh, capable of uh, driving the sustainability of our economy. Great, great. Uh, Dr. Akwe, let me bring you in. Dr. Akwe is uh, he's CEO of the BNFT. Let's talk about the current context in which we are, the current economic context. is really not the most pleasant times for everybody, traders, consumers, whatever. Um, how will the GEF or the Ghana Economic Forum solve the problems of Ghanaians and of the country? We're looking at where we are now. Right. So, um, honestly, the, the temperature of the um, Ghanaian now <laughs> is very high. You know, um, we would advise that the platform wouldn't be a platform for lamentations. I see. So... We're bringing people like uh, the Makola women, hmm. uh, Guta, AGI, those who are the grassroots, who have been affected by the crunch, to come up with, you know, um, things that are affecting them directly, instead of getting the upper class, the CEOs, to come and talk book. You want people <laughs> to be practical with what the, uh, their suggestions are, and also deliberately, we have brought in some policymakers to listen to what is going on. I can tell you that those who practice economic, economics are the ones down there. Okay. The Makola women, those who trade in spare parts, they know the dynamics of the trade industry and even exchange rates. If you go there and you ask them, how can we solve exchange rates, they will tell you. You know, the, sometimes we learn economics, you know, you put in the caveats, all things being equal. They have practiced this for a long time, so they know exactly what the solutions are. So we want to listen to them and then come up with solutions. And then we give it to the, pres the um, government, we give it to stakeholders for them to implement. And also we'll be, we'll be monitoring it. From time to time, we'll test and find out if they are implementing what has been said. So this is how we are going to solve issues. Mm. And also, we want to give hope okay. to, to the Ghanaians, okay. especially the youth. You know, because if we are all despaired, then we'll be, we'll be sinking deeper. Mm. So then you give up hope. And we also encourage government and perhaps the president to pull us along with, you know, the plans he has ahead of time. Mm. So that we all go along with him. I see. I see. Great stuff. So I think it kind of ties into, so people should expect very practical conversations, exactly. conversations that are real, that are relatable. So people should expect a lot more of that. And you also said uh, the policymakers will be there. We'll, we'll get into the broad category of who, who we should expect. But I see that there's also a youth economic forum. I see you are very heavy on youth participation. Um, one, just briefly tell us why and how can the youth take part in this youth education forum that is part of this year's Ghana Economic Forum? So we started the Youth Economic Forum last year. Okay. 
Um, the import is that their youth is indeed the future. So then you want to catch them young. And also they have their own peculiar challenges. What we had, the feedback we had from last year was that they want to prefer their own solutions and they want uh, stakeholders to be there to listen to them. Okay. You know, they don't want the idea of government or policymakers, you know, formulating policies for them. Rather, they would want to discuss what their challenges are and then they ensure, we, sh- we should ensure that <laughs> the stakeholders are there to listen so that they can formulate policies alongside what they have said. Mm. So um, it's a very important um, you know, forum because the youth perhaps forms about 50% of the population. Mm. So if you prepare them for jobs, if you prepare them um, as entrepreneurs, because you don't expect government to, to, to give them jobs. So at this level, this is what we are doing with the youth. Okay. Hence the YAF. But and, and how can they participate in, in this? So <laughs> it is strictly by invitation because we uh, deliberately had a representation from the regions. Okay. So we have online streaming as well, and it's interactive. So you go on to Facebook, BFT Ghana, um, YouTube, and all the social media platforms. Then you join us live, and then you contribute from there. Your questions will be read on live, and then um, okay. uh, you join the team. Right. Uh, Dr. Pemper, let me, let me come back to you. So who are we expecting? I think we've touched on some of the people who will be there, but which other personalities or which other groups or persons are we expecting to participate in this year's Ghana Economic Forum? Yes, uh, thank you very much. Before I address that, uh, let me quickly touch on the Youth Economic Forum. Yes. Uh, the uh, delegates have been carefully selected. These are young as uh, uh, startups people with their own businesses uh, in agribusiness, in almost all the sectors, uh, trying to bring them along to discuss the practical issues that they're facing and, and bringing the policy makers along so that they could have a very holistic solution uh, confronting them. Now, in respect of the GEF, uh, well, we, we, we bring in um, the Ministry of Finance, Ministry of Trade on board, and we bring in uh, Ministry of Agri also on board. So, for instance, our first preliminary, uh, the first topic, we're looking at how we can bridge the physical gap, alternative approaches to revenue generation, just like my CEO just said. We are not coming to lament. We all know the challenging creative <laughs> ideas to how government can generate revenue to support okay. Okay. Uh, 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 the development agenda of, of this economy. We also have a section on, on women in business. Look, if you look at the data available, even on the continent, uh, almost about 50% of the women are in business and they are controlling the space. Within, even within our domestic economy, uh, in the informal sector, all the small businesses are owned by women. So we are not leaving the women behind. We are bringing them aboard to discuss how we could create businesses, how we could help them expand their business and create opportunities for the, for the youth. We also have a section on trade, uh, how we can drive industrialization. And also agri, which is, has been the backbone of our economy over the year. How do we add value to that sector to create more opportunity for the youth? So we, we bring in all these policymakers. We bring in all these uh, high-level expertise on board, as well as just like my, my CEO said, we bring in people from the Makola 
uh, people from the various trade unions, they, they control the economy. They, they have the direct impact of any government policy and bringing them on board so that we can judge and come out with a meaningful solution to make this country a better place. Great, great. I, I see that KPMG is part. Let, let me bring in uh, Amos. Amos Ansai is Associate Director at KPMG. That's for KPMG. We know that you guys do audits, numbers. So, yeah, just tell us <laughs> why KPMG is on. But I find it very interesting seeing KPMG here. No, K- KPMG does more than audit. Okay, more than uh, audit we, and numbers. We, we okay. do more than that. I so see. KPMG has three functional um, units. There is the audit, which a lot of people know us for. Mm-hmm. We have tax advisory. And then we have also advisory, which has various units. For instance, where I sit is the International Development Advisory okay. Services. We work with governments and donors to really solve the development challenges that we see around the world. Mm, you know, KPMG, we say we want to inspire confidence and empower change. And really mm. that is what the BNFT, this platform, you know, the Ghana Economic Forum is providing. And that's why we are excited about it. And we are here as knowledge partner. Okay. How do we inspire confidence and empower change? So if you, if you look at the theme, it says building strong and resilient economy mm-hmm. through technology, mm-hmm. finance, investment, trade, entrepreneurship. These are very critical areas that KPMG is also passionate about. Entrepreneurship, for instance, we have a whole desk that looks at entrepreneurship and how we help businesses grow. You know, whether you are a startup, you are a medium enterprise, you are a large enterprise, how we help, you know, you to grow. Um, finance, we manage, you know, funds that help businesses access, you know, funds. How do we help businesses mm-hmm. even to, you know, attract investment? So KPMG definitely does more um, than, more than you know, that. <laughs> but as knowledge partner, what do we do for the Ghana Economic mm-hmm. Forum with BNFT? Um, we support throughout the process in the planning you know, coming up with the theme itself, um, empaneling, you know, empaneling the, 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 you know, the forum. So you will see some of the KPMG um, staff also serving as guest speakers, you know, or panelists. Um, and right after the um, forum has ended to how we work through the solutions. So mm-hmm. right from the beginning to the end, we are with the BNFT throughout okay. the, the process as knowledge partner. Great. Wonderful. And Dr. Kwe, final words uh, as we wrap up. Right. So, um, as I said earlier, this is a platform for uh, solutions. So, for instance, just a quick one. We are all lamenting about the depreciation of the city. Mm-hmm. I hear this morning is around 14, 15. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what, what are the positives that we can get you know, from this? So I am looking at the import substitution industry. So I'm thinking government should deliberately support industry that are producing stuff that are coming from outside. Our tastes are for foreign goods, yes. But because of the cost of the foreign goods, you know, people will start buying local, local. you know, products. This is positive. You know, so it should be deliberate. We should be thinking, you know, uh, uh, proactively 
uh, as government, as private sector and all that mm -hmm. to ensure that we look at the positive side of what is happening. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll be able to do better. Okay. Also, we want to invite all um, Ghanaians, you know, to, to be there in person and also um, to join us online, you know, to be contributors to this wonderful uh, platform to ensure that Ghana becomes a better place for all of us. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I've been speaking to uh, Dr. Godwin Akwe, who's CEO of the BNFT, uh, Dr. Daniel Nimprempe, who's Director of Operations and Research Analyst, also with the BNFT, and Amos Ansa, he's an Associate Director um, at KPMG. You've been talking about the Ghana Economic Ghana Economic from 2022 edition. It's happening between or from October 24 to 26 at the Kempinski Gold Coast Hotel in Accra. Gentlemen, thank you so, so much. And uh, wish you the, the very best. Fruitful deliberations. I'm sure we'll find our way there or we'll follow the conversations online. You know, just so we can be plugged in and, and, and join the conversation and also have our voices heard or pick up a thing or two from what you discuss. So thank you so, so much and wish you the very best with the forum. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having us. When I was young, I used to dream of being rich. Having a lot of houses and cars, couldn't know which one was which. And finding me a chicken getting hitched. Living a fairy tale life, perfect without a glitch. You think that this would bring me happiness? If at the end of every rainbow there was a treasure chest, sometimes having more is really less. Take a look inside yourself, you realize you're really blessed. No matter how you're sad and blue, there's always someone who has it worse than you. Sometimes you gotta pay your dues, so don't worry, just push on through. Nine fifty-seven. This is still the City Breakfast Show. We are wrapping it up in a couple of minutes. It's been a Friday edition of the City Breakfast Show. I never got to have myself the house, the mansion, and the bins. I'm not the kind of brother who be making mad ends. I got myself a girl, but we be kicking at his friends. It's been a very, very interesting week. But thank you so, so much um, for listening. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your efforts. We appreciate all the messages and all the calls. The voice knows all of them that come through. We may not be able to read everything, but we appreciate them. Please keep sending them. My name is Nathan Kwao. I'm sitting in for Bernard Avler. Earlier, you had Kokui Salome Hansen. Uh, you also had Godfrey Akutoboafu. They were here. We're also joined by Samalata Mensa Samens. Show was produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Kuda. We got help from Godfrey Odum on technical. And if you didn't know today, today happy to be. Oh, there's a national prayer or something, fasting day for the Black Stars. So please, if you can fast, fast for the Black Stars, eh? As to whether it will change their fortunes at the work, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But the GFA says we should pray and fast for the Black. So today, the Muslims will pray. 
yes, I power. can only fast and pray for the Black Stars if the GFP president uh-huh. and then the other um, ESCO members uh-huh. they come out and say, okay, we are all fasting. Because they but cannot tell us like, they will take fast. the lead. Ah, but should they tell you they yes, are fasting? Yes, of course. Do you know that? Look, do you know that for a lot of those ESCO people, okay, some of them are Christians. Per the dictates of what our Lord Jesus Christ said, he said, when you are fasting, don't let your neighbor know. Clean your face nicely. So they should come and tell you they are of fasting. Course, let Why should they tell example. you? Why should they tell you? Because they have to take the lead. They say, you f- ah, the we religion fast. says, do not tell the next person you are fasting. No. So, they will fast. Leadership. And this is for a particular purpose. No for the problem. Black so they say, you, they should tell us you do your job. they are fasting. You do your job. You fast. Oh, they no, no, will no. fast. Fast for today, Muslims are praying. I go and pray. Watch already. Go and pray. I've eaten go watch already. So the Sunday, day, Christians will pray. So are you going to fast on Sunday? They said Christians will pray. So we'll pray. But pray, uh, fasting and prayers. Yeah, they said well, so you, you choose one. I think mean, let's move on. No problem. I'll fast. You fast mm. and pray. Yeah, pray for the black stars. Uh, so I'm doing same. So in Qatar. Yes. So what they win or what? I'm, they still That's over ambitious. Hey, I don't know why you are asking why we should fast and pray. What is your own? You fast and pray. Bring and back it, the love. You they, that is all part of the love. So you pray. But the love it doesn't apply to fasting, Charlie. Stomach no go on holidays. Though. So every, every time the stomach has to be filled. Oh, anyway, oh, wow. you want? I don't even know what to say. 